yolladım. podcast recording here the night before the nfl draft uh gonna go around and say hi to the boys what's going on live line luke uh it's going pretty well got a got a solo war zone dub my ninth uh victory i think i was on two at the last pod so rhino and i have been doing some serious work yeah that's nice well let's kick it to rhino then your your squad member how's it going rhino yeah uh, little quarantine Warzone action, getting better at Warzone, doing a little 2K, you know. It is what it is. Got it, yeah. Just killing time, spinning clock. And we'll, uh, the last, the last uh, member join us in the podcast, Guy, my friend. How's it going, Guy? Going pretty well, you know. Uh, hanging in there. Just want to say that Twitter is horrible in a time like this. This has been said before, but Twitter is absolutely garbage. Uh, I know that you're big on Twitter, uh, Luke. I don't know so much, Rhino, not so much. But like during sporting events, it's always kind of fun to follow along. But it is, especially during like March Madness. But it's just brutal. It's horrible. Right. It's I mean, it's a it's a like a huge source of entertainment, and there's there's I'm getting nothing there. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so. pretty bad. Not as bad as Facebook, yeah. but it's pretty bad. Oh yeah, I mean, Twitter at least like, I. Yeah, Facebook is horrible, but, but Twitter has, like, it's just not as entertaining as it used to be. Twitter is, okay. it's just, right now it's just boring, I should say. It's not like it makes me mad or anything. It's just boring. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we did catch kind of a glimpse of good Twitter. I mean, basically, my Twitterverse, like, the sports Twitterverse, like, everybody live-tweeting The Last Dance, Michael Jordan doc, but. Right, true. Yeah, see, now, that's what, what you know, tw- when Twitter is at its best, when everybody's watching the same thing or watching the same game, like Super Bowl, right. uh, big, big March Madness games or NBA playoff games and stuff like that. That's when it's at its best and not as much to go around, but obviously, but yeah, the last dance, I, was, I didn't, wasn't even watching it, but I was scrolling through and I saw that. So, yeah. yeah other than that, nothing much, but well, like mm-hmm. I mentioned at the top, uh, the NFL draft is tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, I don't know much about the draft, so we can kind of get into, does anybody have anything to say on the draft, first of all? <laughs> no? <laughs> I, I'll I mean, just I say, mean, uh, t- um, Guy, my friend, and myself uh, did actually attend the draft uh, in high school. So yes. that's the only thing yeah. that I really can say I have a personal connection to the draft. We met, uh, we met Herm Edwards and we met the, the Jets cheerleading uh, squad. That was about <laughs> it. It was like, it was the last day of the draft. And it, was day um, three, yeah. and it was free entry and none of the players were actually there. So when they called the, their name, it, no one came across the stage. It was just kind of <laughs> a weird deal, but uh Definitely a cool experience, I guess, to be at. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess one thing I have on the draft is uh, the Packers, I hope they don't draft a tight end. But if they do draft a tight end, I hope he comes from Iowa. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We need more more corn-fed slow guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've worked out pretty well in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, tight end university. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but we've already talked about it on this podcast about how we think we're gonna like utilize a tight end when we haven't done that since Jermichael Finley. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I have nothing like intelligent to say about the draft other than I hope like we get a big name, like uh, what's his toes, Jerry Duty, Jerry <laughs> Judy, or um, Judy Lamb. Yeah, City Lamb. I don't see. I know so little, but you just want to. You want, I want to see like an eye popping name. But the, the thing is, don't, like, I don't the know. Thing is, with the Packers, is like for whatever reason, sometimes I I feel like the Packers get lumped into. I don't want to say the Brewers, but you know how the Brewers are are built around like getting value players. Yeah, and so. The Packers, it seems like every year, because they got so many of these value players, that they try and, like, get these guys. So, for instance, Devontae Adams, I believe, was a was he a third-round pick. That's a great he, question. He, he yeah. wasn't. I don't think he was, like, a high pick. No, he wasn't. Yeah. So, I hope the Packers don't go into a strategy where we're trying to get, like, a value wide receiver, because I just want a lock wide receiver however they can get them yeah which is why i said cd i mean cd lamb or 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 jury judy uh it's jerry whatever i call him jury whatever um (laughs) i want a guy that like we know is going to be good not a guy that they're hoping is a Devonte adams because we need a guy immediately we don't need a developmental guy we have a million developmental wide receivers that haven't done shit right so if you're gonna there too so if you're gonna go with uh, a guy, I'd rather have him go with a lineman then first. If they're if they're trying to get a guy that's gonna contribute right away, um, right. Rather than some flyer wide receiver that or a corner. God for if we fucking draft a corner, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't know much I about it. Think, I'm in your camp. I just yeah, I, I I don't know much about it. Maybe that's because like we're Packers fans, you don't really have the high pick and get really invested into it, or maybe that's just the wrong way of thinking about it. But I've never really gotten it super hyped up for a draft, or I mean, know much about it. Yeah, even yeah. in quarantine well, like there's, time, there's, there's dig into it. There's millions of mock drafts out there, and it just none of them end up being right. But uh, it, it, you know what I mean? Like people dedicate their whole lives to this crap. And, right. I don't know. It's just, I, I really have no idea. Like, you look at like the Patriots, man. They're always good, so they always have a terrible spot in the draft. And it's like, eh, whatever. Who we get is who we get. You know, once they come into our system, that's what's going to make them the player that they are. I don't know. The yeah. whole thing, I don't know. I just find it hard to get hyped about football right now. I guess just well, after the Packers were 13 and three last year, and like Aaron Rodgers is on the, you know, he's. It, to me, it just it's towards the back end of his career here, and mm-hmm. it really doesn't look good for. <laughs> at least I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just being a pessimist. I don't watch a lot of college football either. I don't watch a lot of uh, 
games that I'm not invested in sort of thing. I don't just yeah. tune into like Florida State and whoever on a random I, I just don't watch a lot of random college football. So I don't know a lot of the names either. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's it's so time consuming to have to learn like all these people. Like let's put it this way, I'm strictly invested in who the Packers take and that's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. Well, Other than Joe Burrow is probably, I mean, Joe he's got to be yeah, lock, yeah. he's got to be the lockiest lock of all time to be. He's going to be really good, I think. I think he's going to be the next All Pro lock quarterback. But Here, okay, wow. here's something I'll say now then about like drafting. So, are we even in an era where teams will draft like a a good team will draft a quarterback when they already have a quarterback like? like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think right now, maybe it's always been this way, but franchises, they draft a quarterback in hopes that the guy can immediately step in and save their franchise. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Kyler Murray or, I, I don't know, just Johnny Manziel or Baker Mayfield. Like, like this guy immediately has to come in, immediately has to start, immediately has to right the ship. And it just doesn't work out all that often. Whereas, yeah. like, with Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, they drafted him in anticipation like of you're gonna back up Brett Favre for a couple of years here, and you, I don't know how often you see that anymore. Did they know that, or was that when Rod, when Favre was in again, out again, thin again? No, I mean he, he they. I mean or, they kind of saw the writing on the wall, like right. But yeah, then Brett Favre that. still had some good years after. But Aaron he also, also that Aaron Rodgers would still be good if you thrown. I believe he'd still be good if you just thrown into the mix right away. Like he's Aaron Buckley. We'll never know that. We'll never know that. Yeah, but it's like that's not a way. I don't know. I just don't. I don't believe I, I don't, you. If you sit behind a guy and for a couple of years, then you get thrown in. You'll be leaps and bounds better than if you just got put in the put no, in. Not necessarily. You're not not necessarily, but you're not. But he wasn't forced to join a like a three and thirteen team yeah. and immediately be handed the reins and say, here, turn this around yeah. for us. I don't. I don't you know have it. Uh, I don't have this, and you just guys kind of just reminded me of. I don't have this as one of my pet peeves that we're going to talk about, and I hope you guys don't either. But like, I hate when teams need a quarterback, and then they are invested in getting a quarterback, regardless of like some. Sometimes I think this this can't be your guy. Like you you can't think yeah. this is your future quarterback for the next twenty years. But you just wasted right. a first-round pick because your team told you you need a quarterback. When I would rather see that team go out under the go out and, and pick up a veteran guy and just just make your team better, and then the next year if you have a guy that you want, but just getting a guy because you need a quarterback is stupid to me. When right, like when, when with the Jets, Christian Ponder with the Vikings that one year, that like they would when, they, they, when the quarterback class is just not that good and it's right. like oh we need one yeah. anyway Jake the quarterback Locker. class isn't good you just took the third yeah. quarterback off the board with your seventh overall pick just to take one it's yeah like kind of kind of like just t- you're telling yourself or you're telling your fan base well hey we're trying at least and it's like yeah, but you know yeah but like an educated fan would be like yeah but this guy is not the answer i so that always just bugs me, and then yeah. and then they and then on top of that, then they talk about, uh, well, are they get? I think they'd be better off sitting this yeah. guy for a couple of years. Uh, 
as opposed to throwing them into the fire right away. And then other analysts will say, no, you should throw them into the fire. And then that's a huge conversation. It's just kind of wasted time to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it, there's, I don't know. So, like, Dwayne, was Dwayne Haskins for uh, yeah, he Washington? Sucks. He stinks. I mean, well, okay. We don't, okay. But Maybe he, don't. he, he sat game. behind, who did he sit behind for a couple games? Keno. Alex Smith. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I'm, in that case, I'm just like, why don't you just play this guy? Like, you guys suck. You're horrible. Just play no. Dwayne Haskins. And, he, and then when they did that, then he's playing against the Packers. The guy was, like, <laughs> yeah. one leg to hand the ball off. Like, all right, maybe protect your ass that you drafted the first round. Literally, uh, yeah. to hand the ball up. I mean, the if you Packers that, almost lost that game. Yeah, lost a lot of games. Dwayne Haskins I mean, couldn't hand the ball off. He couldn't get back to the running back, and I'm like, just get this guy off the field, dude. Yeah, that was their first, that was their first pick, and they're risking his fucking life handing a ball off in a meaningless game. Whatever. <laughs> To the Redskins, not to the Packers. But, yeah, that's our draft talk, I guess. I mean, other NFL news is that Gronk got traded to the to the Bucks uh, for a fourth-round pick. Um, so Gronk is reunited with Tom Brady. I mean, hand up. I didn't even know that he was still uh, getting paid by the Patriots. I'm putting my hand up there, too. I thought he was retired. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Like, he's retired, but, like, do the – Patriots still have his have the rights to him based on like a contract thing. Yeah. I, have no- I mean, this oh, was the biggest. Yeah. Okay. This was the Sorry. biggest Patriots. The biggest Patriots no-brainer of all time. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll trade Gronk. We thought he was retired. Uh, what do you want to give us? Yeah, you can have him for a vending machine. What do you, what do you want? Well, yeah. uh, I, yeah. I think he's more valuable than. Yeah, yeah, but they, but he wasn't gonna play for the Patriots, so they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah what do you, give us give us the last pick in the draft. I don't care, Mister Relevant, we'll take him." Yeah, I, I mean, okay, so now I, people are hyped up about this, but I just don't think it's gonna be all the as great as people think in Tampa Bay. I mean, he's I really got weapons. Don't. He's got weapons. That's fine, Tom Brady. Can we just agree that he was not good last year? He wasn't good. He wasn't good. I mean, and I, the only reason I really know this is because we had him on our fantasy team. And he just, Bench. they never scored. <laughs> no, yeah, it was bad, dude. It the was greatest awesome. football player of all time is not good. Uh, that year. Luke, Luke. I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, you know, like when the guy is 43 or 42 and it's, yeah, he can, he can play. But I don't know, man. We'll see. It could be a could be come back here, bounce back here. I mean, he didn't have weapons in New England. He uh, he honestly was not good. But you right. know, not get the weapons, maybe it helps him again and comes back. Because like Peyton Manning didn't have a very good year in Indianapolis. He went to the, the Broncos and he fucking lit it up. So Tyler, yeah. the year Peyton Manning went to the Super Bowl, he was putrid. Yeah, I and had he, one of my fantasy team. There were interceptions and touchdowns. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl. The thing with Gronk is, like, he's going to get hurt. I mean... Yeah, yes. Well, he wears a bionic arm. Like, yeah, did you what? Yeah. He's got severe back issues. I mean, he, he like... He's going to be in a wheelchair soon. Yeah, well, 
I mean, he wanted to play with Tom again. So. No, I know. He's also crazy. That that uh, that yeah. Lego that Lego video of him with Steve Harvey from uh, New Year's Eve is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's hilarious. It hilarious. When he does the Gronk spike on the, yeah. <laughs> the Lego set, yeah. Steve Harvey's like, "What, what is the matter with you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was funny, but I don't know. It's a big move. It's one of the biggest sports news happening, so, I mean, it had to be talked yes. about. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Huge. The other thing that we kind of wanted to touch on before we got into the pet peeves draft here um, was the uh, Red Sox um, thing, and they, they uh, banned the replay, of, replay official guy, J.T. Hawkins. So this is coming off that uh, whole scandal with the Astros, and now... Then it'll be the, the investigation on the Red Sox, and they banned JT Hawkins for the 2020 season, and he can't work in the replay room for for 2021 either. So that sick happened. Scapegoat. Sick, sick scapegoat. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, they just – he fell on the sword for, like, all of MLB and Manfred. Like, I mean, realistically, you'd like to see, other like, other heads roll in this, but since the – Astro scandals all our investigation was like bungled so badly by Manfred. Realistically, what could you do to the Red Sox? You can't make the punishment worse to the Red Sox because you didn't fucking do shit for the Astros. Just yeah. like, uh, what do we do here? And they're like, yep. all right, we'll take away the replay official, JT Hawkins. I mean, everybody <laughs> wanted to see him gone. Everybody knew JT Hawkins and wanted him out of here. And then they took away a second round draft pick. So. Sure. Basically, it was just what I guess that's just the thing that had to be done because they didn't do shit to Astros in their investigation. Yeah, I mean, I'll just I don't like the Red Sox. I really haven't ever since 2004. But it's just they are, and this is not really, I guess, as a result of that. But like the things they just get forgiven for things yeah no shit that the rest of the like uh steroid use manny ramirez and big poppy like a lot of people get brought up and those guys were some of the most guilty parties in that whole thing and just because they're really lovable and likable guys sorry um they're really yeah i don't know man and now this now this is Another thing, it's just like, oh, it's the Red Sox, whatever, we'll forget about it. And I know that's not what's happening, but that, to me, is the perception. And it just yeah. drives me insane. And the Red Sox can play this holier-than-thou crap. And it's like, nah, man, really, you're just like every other team in in the American League and in the in major leagues. Uh, yeah. I also hate that like they, they play the... Oh, the, they're the tough people from Boston. They they don't have it made for them like Yankees when they're like have one of the highest payroll. They have the highest payrolls in the major leagues since forever. Yes. And it's like just shut up. You just played little brother to the Yankees for so many years, and mm-hmm. now like you finally figured out how to beat them. Exactly. You got the you got the payroll. It's not you're not like the little guy. Don't, you don't represent the little guy. So That's don't exactly. try to play it out. Right. Exactly. Cause... It's exactly right. Like, they always complain for the longest time that, oh, the Yankees outspend everybody. Dude, you're number two in spending. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Um, Big Poppy. Or, like, Alex Rodriguez took steroids, 
Roger Clemens took steroids. Dude, Big Poppy took steroids, you idiots. He was shit with the Twins. He was bad. Yeah. All of a sudden, he comes to the Red Sox and starts mashing dingers. Manny Ramirez, known steroid user. Like, this hat, like you're doing the same exact <laughs> shit. You're not like, like I agree wholeheartedly with you, it, with Guy. It's not even, it's and crazy. The thing is, like, I, I don't know if we, I can speak for everybody, but at this point, we all understood the steroid era, and we've all accepted it, and it's just like, <clears> whatever. Like, we have... Ty and Ryan, and we have Ryan Braun, and it's like, yeah, dude, he's a steroid user. We have to accept that. But you, we know that so much of the league has done it or did it, but we don't pretend like we're better than everybody else, like, and we're above that. Like, we know that it happens, right. and the Brewers are just as guilty as him. Dude, not to like, mention, the Red Sox seem to not think it applies. But not yeah. to mention the Ryan Braun crap is so stupid. Like, yeah. Like, he gets brought up for steroids and booed oh, yeah. so much for it. And it's like, mm-hmm. what he did was so minuscule in in proportion to, like, what Bonds and all those guys did. I mean... Yeah, that's because he fought it. Who yeah, cares? and he handled it very poorly. He handled dude, it so Bonds, Bonds did not... I know, I know, but, like, dude, it wasn't like Braun was... Uh, dropping 60 tanks on and jacked on roids like he was using it to get over an injury i'm not excusing braun but like dude braun's not the not the worst he just did it after he just did it after the steroid era and people picked on him for that but it's just it gets blown out of proportion so bad yeah he was the a very big name and it was after the whole like you know we're cleaning up the league but he was an idiot he handled it so badly and I read the report about why his spike was so high. You remember like this, Ty? Like, yeah. he took, like, he was supposed to take, like, one gummy before the game. And, like, it lasts, and that's it got out of your bloodstream. But he took, like, one every inning, which is why when he pissed or, you know, his piss was so hot. It was like, wow, we've never seen this. This might have to be a false positive. And then he, and he threw the, the, the urine sample collector, like under the bus and all this, that, and the other. So that's why Ryan Braun gets kind of, you know, rightfully shamed. And I, and another reason is because he slides into second base and he's out the next four games with calf tightness. Yeah. Oh God. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, so Yeah. yeah, we, so we as fans know, like he needs that in order to function. He can't even. He, he can't even play 150 games anymore without have being on the juice. So. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. So, uh, what we had planned, just trying to uh, fill stuff in for the lack of sports, was uh, we're going to do a... We're kind of staying with this draft theme that we've had for some other stuff. We're going to do a a draft in regards to our pet peeves about sports in general. It's I a think very it's pretty idea. I think it's pretty wide open as far as what we pick. We have not talked to each other about who has what or or mm-hmm. anything like that. So it's gonna be completely um like a first time deal and um I think I got the idea from something on Barstool. I'm not hundred percent sure but I heard something about it. Um and then I don't know about you guys, but your first pick that you guys take, is that going to be, like, your number one pet peeve? I'm kind of going, like, I'm not doing, like, an order. I'm just kind of picking ones. It's not like my first one is 
I'm more right. pissed about that than other ones. I'm right. just yeah. kind of yeah. picking it. It's not like in a specific order. It's I a just strategy. tried to rank them, and it's I just tried to rank them like, and it's so hard. It depends. Like you have to put yourself in the position of that pet peeve. So I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. So that's why I was just. It'll just be kind of random, I guess. Right. Um, it's a strategy too. Like uh, you know, maybe one that you really that really is a peeve of yours isn't gonna be on another guy's list. So you'll save it till last. So. Or say, or say it early. Oh, yeah. Or I'm saying one that you think someone else might say, you might say yeah. early. Sort of. Right. Thing. Right. Yep. Um. So yeah, the order yeah. I guess go. Luke will pick first. Um, guy, my friend, second. I'll go third. Rhino will round it out, and we'll snake it on back. And we'll Sounds do five, good. right? Five. Over five each. Yeah. yeah. Snake draft. Um. All right. So I'll lead us off. Um, I'll just do the one that's at the top of my list and is most relevant to the time right now. Um, my One of my largest pet peeves with sports are uh, NFL mock draft experts. I fucking hate mock draft experts. Like, Mel Kuyper is funny and all, and I enjoy seeing him on TV, but there's no need that you need to release three separate mock drafts a week and change them based on the weather, or I don't even know how they change them. Like, oh, yeah. this week you have this guy going there, and then next week he's six picks less because he was out at a party, and then two weeks later he's now eight picks ahead because he ran a sprint and put it on TikTok, and then, like, dude. Yeah. It, it, and there's <laughs> a billion. There's a billion mock draft experts. Like, a billion. And oh, yeah. it just drives me freaking insane like yeah i don't know that's just yeah no, what i'm going with i like that's it. a good one and it's very very applicable to what's going on but uh mel kuyper is like and he's like the best at his job and you say there's a million mock draft drafts out there with quote experts end quote and like i typed in like three days ago packers draft expectations there was like seven different articles and you could click on every one of them and they would have a different guy that they should take in the first round or will take in the first round and it's like none of you know exactly what's going to happen or why it's going to happen unless what? you're in tight with the packers but yeah but no it's it just proves that like football is king that there's seven oh, different yeah. articles and people just eat that shit up and i just yes. don't i don't i don't know I, yeah I just think, like, and people like BJ, too, and I'm not, no disrespect to BJ, but, like, you know, BJ will, like, hop in the chat and be, like, hey, I'm hearing the Packers are taking this guy. And then the next day, I'm, he's like, hey, I'm hearing the Packers are taking this guy. And it's like, dude, you're reading way too much into this. <laughs> it's just some guy tweeting some random thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, legitimacy, legitimacy there is to anything that you're reading. I would probably just recommend not investing that much time into <laughs> reading some of them but uh again no disrespect to pj i just i don't get into it i i just think it's stupid when they do that i'll watch it when it's happening live and i'll be invested in the backers pick and that's about it yes same i i'm right there with you like I'll watch the draft for the entertainment factor and all these guys get all decked out and the storylines behind it and all this that stuff. The good. draft, the draft will never be, never have a uh, higher viewership than this oh, year. No, right. It's going to break. It's going to break records. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, maybe if I was more informed on the topics, I would be that more into it, but I just can't get that hyped up about it. Especially, well, I think, all since all four of us are baseball guys, it's like, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, funny thing is, the funny thing is, E, most people can't name one guy that's going to get drafted in the MLB draft. Like, right. most right. sports fans couldn't name one person that's going to get drafted. Yeah. Me, I, I'll, 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 I'll include myself. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't even know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole different process too, and that you get buried in the minors for years and years, and yeah, it's crazy. All right, um, mine. I'm up. Okay. Oh God, there's a, I have a, quite the laundry list here, but um, I guess I'll stick with football for now. This is not necessarily my number one pet peeve, but uh, my pet peeve is teams settling for a 40-plus yard field goal to uh, either tie or win the game when they should continue to try to go score a touchdown or or go up three, tie the game, or win the game, whatever. Um, but this has happened, I don't know, maybe it doesn't happen as often as I think it does, but teams get into field goal range, and we're talking like 40-plus yards, and then they just run it into the line three times. Or I've seen even teams just like <laughs> get it to the center of the field, try to get it to the center of the field. And it's like, and then, then the, what makes it even worse is these announcers, oh, this is, this should be an easy one for, uh, Mason Crosby. That's the kicker off the top of my head. Dude, 40 yards. When did that become a chip shot? I understand that kickers in the NFL are really good, but Mm -hmm. 40, anything over 40, like I, as a fan, I still am like, this is not automatic by any means. I think like 35 or more. I'm like, "Eh, dude, if he, if he doesn't strike this right with right. the weather i don't know you know but that's one of them is teams settling for a 40 plus yard field goal when they're just driving all the way down the field and they could continue to go try for a touchdown right. i think ty we've talked about stepping on the throat so to say what yeah. or whatever but that's one of them just settling for a 40 plus yarder and assuming you're going to make it and then they miss then to top it all off the kicker maybe he misses it and they are like, wow, that's such a bad, you know, like all the blame falls on the kicker when exactly. it's like, guys, you guys could have scored if you kept doing what you were doing. But exactly. wow, you just that's brought up, of... you just brought up like three other pet peeves that I could add to my list now that I thought about. See, yeah. now this will help because maybe some we mine, can throw these in at the end. Yeah, some of mine are very similar to that, but I'll move on to this is my number one and I'll just take it. NBA players pitching at referees nonstop. Like after every call, after every whistle, there's a conversation to be had with an official. Fucking, it, it's insane. Like Draymond Green, he's never committed a foul in his life. You could just ask him. Like you can watch a game. Draymond Green's always in the ref's ears. I mean, James Harden doesn't go to the free throw line nearly enough, according to him. <laughs> James Harden, he needs to go through free throw line more. Um, a lot of guys they just have to go up and talk to the official after every whistle. Like, I I don't get it. It it pisses me the fuck off. Like, go just shut up, play the game. And also, like, with that, it goes, like, hand-in-hand with, like, oh, you can't make that call in that situation. Motherfucker, why can't I? It's the rules, dude. It's the rules. <laughs> Is there a, separate, there a separate rule book for, like, under two minutes? No, it's there's not. There's not, like, an NBA rule book and then the NBA rule book under two minutes. He's calling the game by the rules. That, it's the rules. Like, you can't just change the rules. Like and yeah. like you can't tech you can't give that player tech in that situation. How about the player can't act like that in that situation to get technical foul? Why is it always the ref's fault? It yes. makes no sense. 
or the oh let the, often. let the let the players decide the game um he is in in terms of the rules like if you don't call it by the rules you are in effect calling the game you are not letting the players call the game like just because it's under two minutes a guy gets hacked across the arm oh let the players decide the game i am because that's a foul like there's like that, that's the rule if a guy travels yeah. under 20 seconds is that not a travel no it's a travel that's my pet peeve i'm i, I hate it yeah i love it ty wow. i can tell yeah You're passionate. i no, i uh I, i'll piggyback off you ty I have uh, on my list. I have NBA basketball in general. Is all I have <laughs> on my list. See, I knew this would strike a nerve with Luke. Like I, the NBA. I, I just I can't get into it. I haven't watched the NBA since Michael Jordan and the Bulls. So I. Yep. I mean, I hate the NBA. Yeah, and Rhino is a big NBA guy here, but love the NBA. It's but. <laughs> Yeah, Ty, just your your original point of uh, NBA guys talking to the officials or, like, the classic hand raise when – and then they show a replay and it's, like, a clear foul, and it's just horrible. Well, None well, of them wait, wait, E, hold up. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> but I'll say this, Ty, you could actually – you could just replace the NBA with the NFL, too. Yeah, but not so much, though. But you, but you could, like – Hey, we can't call pass or, pass interference on that play because it was the last play in the game. Okay, oh, but oh, right. Gee, what, he just, what he just hacked them. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. It was a hail mary. Yeah, those are almost two. Okay. Yeah. Those them. are almost two separate, almost two separate peeves. Like, no, right. But I'm just saying it just any any time yeah. like refs alter their decision based on the score and the time on the clock, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Good one. Good one, Ty. Rhino. Uh. Right. So. Two. Yeah, my first one is I just wrote Draymond Green. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Going off tie, okay. This guy has never committed a foul in his life, and like his antics on the court, he kicks people in the nuts. (laughs) He, He, yes, he's done that multiple times. He, um. Oh my god. Like I'm watching some Warriors games from the past. He gets like technical fouls and you can just look at Curry and Thompson, they're like, Draymond, just shut up, dude. What the f-? They just hate Draymond. You can just tell they hate Draymond. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't hate this guy? I know some guys in our chat love no, him. No. Ryan, I'll go off and like so remember that one interview he said like yeah, we're, like, complaining too much to the officials. I'm, like, I, one of that post-game is like, yeah, we're complaining too much to the officials. We just got to, like, play the game. It's like, that's real rich coming from you, Draymond. Just yeah. real rich. But. Yeah, and um, there's always the interviews at, of him at Warriors practices, and he just feels his need to put his thoughts out there on every single NBA player. Like, he just... Draymond, he's a bad... Yeah, he's, he's bad. He talked about this. He shoots with like a backpack on. Yep. No, I, I got that from I got that from Twitter. That Twitter is very good at, cl- yeah. at clowning <laughs> NBA players. They're good at clowning a lot of people, but that one, they get really specific with their insults, and that's a really good specific yeah. insult. But yeah, I can't claim credit. And now yes, it um, 
it just uh, I enjoyed watching the Warriors suck this year when uh, Curry and Thompson are hurt and Durant's not there because you can really see how bad Draymond is without those guys. Oh yeah, yeah he's he just a, he, he he's went just, her, yeah yeah he he went her Chuck Barkley. Oh yeah, he he was going after Chuck. Like, yeah. No rings at this. Yeah, this Chuck <laughs> yeah, can have okay. a ring. Yeah. It's like, dude, you were like the fourth best player on your team. Okay. Yeah. But oh. yeah, that's Draymond Green, first yeah. pick for Ryan. Really don't like Draymond. Everything he does. Okay. Bring uh, it back. My second one. My second one is um. A questionable call, foul, or penalty, in like, uh, MLB, NFL, or NBA, and then. They're like, oh, I don't know about that call. And then we go right to a commercial break <laughs> without oh. seeing a replay. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, one of them, like on the third down, like a questionable pass interference could have been called, could not have been called. And then they just show the punt. And then, oh, commercial break. We're not going to show that ever again. It happens too often. Like, wait, did, <laughs> did, the, did the ball go out on him? Or wait, did, was that oh, like, yep, did he, we'll come like, back. Yeah, and it makes you wonder though. If Vegas has mm-hmm. their things in it. It makes you wonder yes. like they want to show what they want to show and they don't want to show some stuff. I don't know. It kinda yes. is like it was like, wait, wasn't that wasn't that pass interference? And all of a sudden it's like a commercial and then they come back and the other team has the ball and you're like Or, uh, or I, a challenge can flag. I, can I get like, a look at it? Can I get yeah, a look at that? The, the coach will throw a challenge flag and we won't see a replay of it. Before we go to commercial, <laughs> and then we come back, and the call will already be made. Yeah, that's a that's a new one, Rhino, because they they used to like just make your eyes bleed with the number of replays they would do right. with for challenges. But now I think that challenges are so like prevalent, they just say, ah, we're going to commercial. And but they come back, call is magically made. You didn't get to see anything <laughs> to make a decision for yourself. So annoying. That's a zombie. Those that's a zombie uh, sports fan that we are now. Is that yeah. you like need to see the replay too? Yes. Yeah. Have you have at you, least once before the commercial? Yeah, we like yeah. we have to see it now. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, have you watched like any old games during this quarantine and they just don't show replay because they didn't have the technology or or You're just like oh he was favorite. out or yep. hey yeah. oh it yeah. was a fumble <laughs> like oh it was a fumble. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and like the really old ones where the scoreboard isn't even on the screen. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. Although if I would say that is frustrating. I watched uh, yeah. I watched the '91 World Series today, which is why I sent to the group <laughs> Kirby Puckett is a baller because that guy's freaking right. awesome. But they didn't have the inning or anything right. up on the screen. I'm like, I, I turn it on. I'm like, what fucking inning are we in? Like, what? Putting. And then they would randomly pop up like. Two on, two out. Kirby Puckett up, 189 average in the World Series, and then it'd go off the screen. And then I was like, "Oh, so I, there's two outs and there's two on. Okay." <laughs> you really got like, oh, you got to keep your own scorebook while you watch TV. <laughs> we'll probably did die. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's back in the day. You didn't have your your iPhone to look at between pitches. So right. I mean, like people actually had to pay attention to the game the whole time. But yeah, it's insane. Yeah, we need replay this much. Pretty, yeah. pretty interesting watching some of the older stuff. It's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. But I know we're zombies, so I never want to go back. Obviously. Yeah. That was Rhino's uh, second on the snake. Back to me now. Um, I'm gonna go with 
NCAA basketball calling timeouts to avoid a jump ball, especially when you have a possession arrow to save one possession. I fucking hate it. I hate it. In the in NCAA basketball, you get four timeouts. One user loses the first half. So the kid like is in a scramble. So he grabs the ball and he calls timeout to save one possession. And you had the possession arrow. And it's like there's like might be like what 15 minutes left in the second half. Horrible. Like, I, Horrible. It's way more valuable than sitting one possession with 15 minutes left in the second half or 15 it's minutes in the so first bad. half. Or in like crunch time situations like dude you have the possession arrow you don't need to call your last time out to save this save the possession like it's way more valuable than saving one one possession of the basketball when there's so much more game left or you actually have the arrow like these are valuable you only get four of them yep ty i'll agree with you uh where people like call it a heady play or like a heads up play is like but it, like down the stretch when you really need the ball and if you don't have the arrow. And I, whenever I coached, I would try to make sure like and say in the huddle, like, hey, we have the arrow. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't cross your mind. And like kids, especially <laughs> you talk about college basketball players and we call them kids, you know, you expect them. Like, yeah, come on, guys, you guys are you guys are. But. Like, you don't need to call timeout. Yeah, but when you're seeing it in situations where it's just totally unwarranted, where the kid makes a great hustle play and, the you know, may, and he calls timeout when, dude, there's so much time left. You don't need the timeout right now. You're going to have 20 more possessions in this game or whatever it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then they just and get then, up, hyped up and jacked up and everybody's clapping and being like, no, that's yeah. not the greatest thing there. Like, I that know. could hurt you. That, that See, but, doesn't help. Yes, and, you know, like, the coach has to act happy, but the guy in the back of his head is now thinking, dude, I'm one more timeout down. So if I yeah. burn my user or lose it in the first set, or, like, yeah, so I'm down to two timeouts mm-hmm. when you really might or might need them to draw up a play or set up a defense with under 30 seconds left or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Ty, I think, I think as a whole, like, college basketball players should be more aware of when they have the arrow. And like, okay, we're getting in a tie-up, a jump ball situation. I know we're going to have the ball. I don't need to waste time out. So, I'm with that you. Was, that was my uh, second pick. E, our guy, my friend. Uh, let's see. Oh, gosh. I will. Um, I'll go. Uh, you know what? Let's, we'll do this one. Uh, I'm back in the NFL or, or college football, whatever. Um, uh, I keep, can't get away from football, but a fumble is clearly recovered, clearly recovered by a guy. And then people continue to jump on the pile and try to dig at it and punch it out when, I don't know, when there is absolutely no chance that they should get the football. And what makes it worse is the announcers are, oh, it's still, it's loose under there. Who's got it? Who's got it? When three or four guys jumped on it after it's clearly in the guy's hands. Like, especially in today's NFL, I don't understand how they allow it to happen. Um, it's ridiculous. And it just keeps people, oh, what what a great hustle by that guy. Dude, that's not great hustle. The, he are, the, football, the fumble is already recovered. Yeah. I do not like it one bit. And do yeah. uh, you guys know who Bill Romanowski is? Yep. Yeah. And Ryan, you've seen Longest Yard. 
he's the crazy yep. linebacker. Like, the guy clearly was on a lot of substances when he played in the NFL and was a psycho middle linebacker type. But he told stories of, like, punching guys in the dick and breaking people's fingers in piles and stuff. And I know all that stuff just goes on. And it just seems ridiculous to me when there's a fumble that's clearly recovered. And guys just do it all as an excuse to act tough. Just yep. blows my mind. Maybe, maybe that's why it is so hard to recover a fumble. Yeah. In the NFL. <laughs> in these 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 refs who are 67 years old trying to get people off the pile. Do you see these these white hats? Like, yeah. just trying to, like, hey, you get out of here. This black guy, this big guy, that's <laughs> he's just like, dude. Flicks him with his finger. Get off me! And every I mean, every which direction, like dude, these. Yeah. Guys. Oh God, yeah. I in it. Uh, you know, Ed Hockley is not every guy is Ed Hockley. He's just jacked. Mm-hmm. The the other thing is, yeah, Ty. This could be a whole another pet peeve, but like I saw a tweet on this years ago. Like breaking news. Uh, team believes they recovered the fumble. And, like, they're pointing that way. Or breaking news, both teams believe they recovered the fumble. Both guys are... And I just... Oh, God, there was another one. Like, oh, breaking news, team believes they they have the first down or they're short of the first down. And it's like, yeah, oh, God, the whole team does it. Uh, I mean, I'll say this, E. It's kind of like a classic a classic first baseman trick. Like yeah. when you pick the ball, you yep. show the ump right away. Like, yeah. like the picket and show the ump right away and like try yeah. and like convince him that you got it sort of thing. But it's just funny when yep. you say that, like a fumble is the, f- both guys are just pointing both, like this dude. Both teams. Uh, both teams. I kind of want to bring up yeah, another. Luke. We'll go ahead. Ty. I kind of want to bring up another thing about fumbles, but I don't want to steal a peeve, but Rhino mentioned it kind of. I don't know. I'll, I'll refrain from my point. Maybe I'll bring it up later if it comes to that. But go ahead. All right. So I got to go for two. I'm really trying to get away from the NFL or football because it's just so easy to pick football, I feel like. Um, so I'll do one football with this with this group, and then I'll do uh, – I'll actually throw in a basketball just because – just because um, I'm not a basketball guy, but this uh, this point kills me. Um, I hate the LeBron versus Michael Jordan argument. I mean, it it drives me fucking bonkers when people talk <laughs> who's better, LeBron or Michael. It's like it's tired. A, who cares? Yeah, eat. Uh, Ty, you literally on my on my card. I have LeBron versus Jordan. Dot dot dot, and then I have Z's. Yeah, Z's. Oh my God. Like I, it makes me want to fall asleep because, and and I'll just I'll just loop two in at the same time. I'll just loop two of my peeves at the same time. They're not two peeves, but I'll just loop them in. Then you get stupid midday sports talk shows, like First Take, and they talk about it for an hour, once a week. Yeah, you can't have the conversation once a week. Who would win the game of horse, MJ or LeBron? I, I don't know. Oh, now now it's going to become more more uh, prevalent now too because of the last dance. Now everybody's going to be bringing that up again. I mean, 
You're gonna Actually, MJ is a completely different freaking guy than LeBron. They're both two of the greatest players ever. Can we just leave it at that? Does there have to be a better? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know Unfortunately, no. But I just, it drives me freaking insane. It's like, oh, I'm going to look and see what's on ESPN. LeBron versus MJ. Who who do you got? And then, uh, no, okay. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I don't care. Unfortunately, it's not going to come to an end. And people, the, the other funny thing about it is nobody will budge on their 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 no, stance you can't be swayed no nobody will budge on their stance ever not even an inch so like everyone is just talking to hear themselves talk and they can come out with all these facts and statistics and everything when they know that the other guy is never gonna like concede they had more so. championships bron has better stats mj had better people lebron had worse i don't i don't care <laughs> yeah I, yes you i think Let's just You're enjoy for a lot of people. Yeah. You're speaking um, for a lot of people. So that's one of them. And then uh, the other one that I'll go with is um, the other one that I will go with is, and I know this is, I know this is um, probably. We good. Oh God. Oh boy. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Live line. Oh, God. He, he, is fro- he is frozen big time. Do you got to call him back? We're or how does this work? How does this work? Um, <laughs> shit. This isn't good. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> well, there he is. There he is. Hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. You froze. You're done. You froze the big time. Start over. After start the MJ LeBron. J. LeBron. So, my my next one was um was guys on guys on teams like football in in football a guy scores a touchdown and their team's down thirty and he and he celebrates or uh, he he gets a first down. And he starts dancing, or like a guy sacks a guy. Your team is down three scores in the third quarter, and you just did a dance after you sacked someone. And it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. And I know Ty hates that too. Um, that was just Devon, like Devonte Adams this year stands out to me. I think it was the how uh, was it? The, was it the Chargers game? Um. It could have been. Are you talking about when he said something about the best running back duo? Oh, no, 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 no. It was a, nope, it was the Niners game. It was the 49ers game this year. The 49ers were kicking the shit out of us. Devontae Adams scored a touchdown, an irrelevant touchdown late, and, like, spiked the ball. Okay. It was dancing, and we were down four, five scores, and whatever it was. And Devontae was just acting like he scored his first touchdown. I was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I don't know. It just drives me nuts. So it does. That's, that, was, yeah, that's, that was on my list. That was on my list. Uh, it, yeah, that's that's a movement by. I don't know. You don't. I don't want to sound like an old head during these, but that happens all too often. <laughs> like in, in, in tweeting about it afterwards. Oh mm-hmm. God! Inopportune times and. 
Yeah, I don't know. And they say it's all... Dude, you didn't win. You didn't... It's just, like, shut up. You lost. No, the worst, worst too, with that is, like, especially after a first down. Like, Zeke Elliott always does that fucking, like, feed me cereal bowl or soup bowl. It's like, dude, sick. You picked up a first down. You're losing. But you always have to go to the soup bowl after you get a first down, Zeke. Like, I don't know. That's just one... Or Jermichael Finley always said the fin. Yep. It's like, Jermichael, you dropped, like, the previous two passes, and you got one for one first down. Um, maybe just don't do the fin. And we're losing, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. It'd be, the same, it'd be the same as baseball. Like, you're down 10 runs, and you hit a tank. And then you, like, watch it. You do a bat flip, and you jog around the bases. And, like, dude, yep. you're down 10 runs, man. Like, you hit home run. That's sweet. I, I love that, yeah. but your team is down now nine runs, and you just made an ass of yourself. Yeah, and yeah. then it gives the pitcher that much more incentive to stick the next guy because he's like, ah, whatever, we're up now. <laughs> we're up <laughs> nine. I don't. <laughs> Stupid, dude. Just. But Ty, that was my other. That was one of my like perhaps honorable mention pet peeves was first down celebrations, and Jermichael Finley and Travis Kelsey came to mind the most. Just so yeah, that was my t- that was my two there. Love it. Like it a lot. All right, back uh, to you. All right. All righty. Let's get... Oh, shoot. This one is too similar to the one. I'll save it for later. Um, I will do John Calipari. Calipari, Coach Cal. John Calipari playing the victim every <laughs> single basketball season. Um, and I'll get into more specifics. I don't know how many members of Hacker Nation are also member of Big Blue Nation, but the I John Calipari has, yeah, this guy has a way of making himself or making the Kentucky Wildcats look like victims, and here's how. Okay, so <laughs> John Calipari, phenomenal coach, phenomenal recruiter, uh, has had a lot of success. Um, so he has kind of championed this one-and-done movement, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think of one-and-done there are a lot of other schools out there that are now in this model, but John Calipari has really got set the blueprint for it, I think. And so now the University of Kentucky is, if you go there and you're playing big-time minutes, you're probably a first-round draft pick. Um, so with that happening, that means that Kentucky has to reload every year with new players. Five-star guys. Five, like, yeah, new Six players almost every year. And so, you know, when Kentucky starts to struggle or they show any signs of weakness or whatever, John Calipari, it's not, I don't know, it's not all the time, but it's almost every year I think I hear this where he says, well, you know, we have this disadvantage of these are guys who don't really know each other. We're all, they're all new guys this year and this year. They're all young freshman kids. And we have that dis- we don't have the advantage of a, a coherent group that's played together for three or four years. And I, oh my God. Yeah. Here, John Calipari, who here is the world's smallest violin playing for you, getting all your five-star recruits, right. kids that can jump out of the gym, fill it up and are the most athletic team in the nation. Right. Cry me a river. Okay. Yeah, You're still going to be just fine. You without, always he always tries to do this without fail after that um at, you know that, that first game on like the eight on the aircraft carrier without fail they get beat and that's the fucking go to every single time after they lose that game or have yep. struggle that game every single time he goes to that card 
But yep. I believe yes. you have more on that victim card. You can so keep going. No, no, that, that that's oh. that's pretty much all it is. Like, I don't know. They 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 just play. He just plays it up. Like, oh yeah, we haven't had much time to play together. Yeah, but John, you have five stars across the board, and all of them are going to be in the If they're right. coming off the bench, like Dude. all of them are going to play in the NBA and be I, legitimate contributors. But yeah, if you I, have more to add, maybe I will. Yeah, I have more to start. add on that. Like every time, like we didn't get to see it this year, but every time John Calipari. Every time the selection show, we didn't have it this year, obviously, because of the coronavirus, but every time the selection show, they bring on Coach Calipari on ESPN going over the bracket. He goes, oh, I don't know. I think we got misseeded here, or I think we have, like, one of the toughest regions. Like, look at who's in, look who we're playing against and names, like, all the, the – like, plays up all the teams he's going to play against in his region. Like, oh, this team's really good. And, like, like making the case, like, oh, we have such – we have such a rough time. And I heard, like, on a podcast, too, like – Coach Calipari, like, yeah, he gets all these, but it's it's really tough for him. It's really tough that he has to bring in new guys every year. Dude, that's the path you chose. And, like, yes, you yes. have the best athletes of all time. Don't, like, what? Get out of here. Yes, yes. Who's going to feel sorry for you? And, like, all you yep, do is, yep. like, it's all he does is play the victim card. You nail it. Yeah. Yep. And, Ty, you know, it's he created it for himself. And it's really a good problem to have. So, yeah. like, he – he can't really play the victim when he created the culture and uh, that's fine. I'm fine with the one and done. if you want to go get paid, absolutely. Like we don't come from a state that has the talent to do that, but he clearly has been able to do that, but don't try to make people feel sorry for the university of Kentucky or you, John, I don't feel sorry for you in the slightest. Like you the toughest, like it's such a tough job. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so hard. You're such a great coach because you coached up these these five stars, and he is a good coach. But you you're such a great coach because you coached up these best high schoolers in the nation to you know a, a great season. So that's that's my pet, third pet peeve: John Calipari playing the victim. All right. Shoot. Okay. All right. On to me then. Uh, I was going to do this, but I think it's kind of been take. Well, it's kind of different sort of NFL, but I'll move to a different NFL one I have. So when it's fourth down NFL, it's like fourth and one or fourth and less than five. And the team comes to the line with the plan solely to draw the team offside to the <laughs> snap count. And they call a timeout. After the timeout, they come out and pump the football or line up for a long field goal. Uh, that's not good. That actually hurts your team. Like, it does not, majority of the time, you do not draw the team off sides because they know it. Like, oh, shit, it's fourth and one. Like, we better not jump. And then you waste a timeout, and then you give the team the other, then you get the other team the ball, which is what they want. They want the ball, and you wasted a timeout. So, effectively, you, you, you took away one of your timeouts, which are valuable. You'll need those. And you give the other team the ball. So, you don't have the ball anymore, so you can't score. How about you run a play it's fourth and short um punting and kicking is bad like people should be going for it more and you don't waste the time out or call time out and come and go for it like why do we waste the time out and punt it away to their team it's not good for I, I love this one time i love this one time <laughs> because oh gosh watching the packers do it and you just hear aaron Rodgers. i go i i go team, go go <laughs> And they're clapping back there and stomping their feet. Like, dude, <laughs> enough. Like, enough. Just run the play yeah. or 
punt the ball. Don't waste yeah. the time out. Then punt the ball. Nadine, hot go, hot, hot go. It's fourth and one. Just get the get the one yard. It's the the value over time is better. It's yeah, that was a good one, Ty. I like that. That's a really good one. Because <laughs> you can hear the the dummy counts and the hard counts of the QBs. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I love when they say uh, I love when they say Rogers is the best in the game at it too. Like it's just <laughs> they're like fourth and one and Rogers comes in. They're like, well, they're not punting here. Well, you know, Rogers is Rogers is the best in the game at this. And then <laughs> the guys still jump, dude. Yes. Like, oh. Every so often, it just it drives me mad. All right. It drives you mad. It does. Yeah. All right, Rhino for two now. Okay. I got two. Oh, okay. Um, um, my first one here is sticking with the NFL. And um, I know we talked about this a lot in the chat during the NFL time. Um, but it's NFL cornerbacks uh, doing the incomplete dance. <laughs> Or that the incomplete was, signal. I was gonna say that. After say they get, after the QB airmails them <laughs> out of bounds, <laughs> or then, <laughs> or the, like the wide receiver, wide receiver will, will burn him easily, yeah. and the Q, the QB will just throw it away or something, and it just like you see the DB just going incomplete, and then, <laughs> and then his safety comes over and they chest bump in midair. Like, yeah, you got burnt on that play. Yeah. It's just a okay. Yeah, it's either like a overthrow, a, or like the wide or, receiver or, dropped the ball. A, you got torched. B, it's second down now, or it's third oh, down. God. Still take another play, and yeah. um, you did nothing but I guess take any victory that you can take and just celebrate. I don't. Yeah, know. or your defensive lineman like put the QB under insane pressure and he just had to throw it away, and you got burnt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happens a lot. My favorite is when the guy just flat drops it, and they do <laughs> the 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 incomplete pass signal like no way, baby, and then yeah, Ty, like it's like instant karma. So now it's third down, and then the team picks up the first down on the next play. <laughs> You're like, what just happened here? <laughs> that DB. Oh god. Yeah. So that was my uh. Third one there. And um, my fourth one is MLB replay review. Um, not the whole thing in general, but we're just replaying to see if a guy's cleat slid off the bag by or for 0.2 seconds. Right. Because, yeah. because the tag, the guy held the tag and the guy did a pop-up slide or whatever. He slid past the bag and we're going to see if he held his hand on there the whole right. time. Exactly. I mean, Rhino, I could I could literally have two pet peeves on both sides of that argument. Because from the first point, I'm like, hey, the dude was just clearly fucking safe. And you got you got him out on a technicality. But then at the same time, I want to be like, hey, players, when you fucking slide into a base, right, don't know don't, that there's yeah. a technicality and stay yeah. on the goddamn base. Yeah, but it's... It- yeah, I, I Ty, get that. It's not hard. It's not. They, it's not hard to stay on the base. It really isn't. It goes both. It goes both ways. But like, but, I have a pet peeve with both sides. But it's not right. hard to stay on a base when you slide in. They're not. Right. It, it's not hard. 
the bigger peeve is with the with the replay of doing that. If we're we're abusing the system, I don't disagree. But at the same time, MLB players stay on it's, the damn base. Okay, yeah, but it the, it was not meant to catch a guy that had his cleat a millimeter off the bag. No, it, it turned into a technicality. But like players have to know that that's technicality now. Stay on the damn base. My God. Except when the one time, like I don't know, and then it seems like when you need the replay most, it's like, oh, we don't have an angle for that. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, dude, I literally teach my guys now at the high school level because of that. When you slide in, keep your left hand or whatever on the base and call time while you're touching the base with your other hand. Like, don't wait. To, don't try and stand up in mid-slide. Don't try and get up and keep – just while you're laying there, just put your hand up. The ump will grant you time, and then you can do whatever. You don't have to stand up while you're, while you're trying to – I can't even touch my toes, dude. I couldn't stand up while I slid into a base because I couldn't even touch my toes. I can't keep everything on the base. Like, just put your hand up. The ump will call time. He's right there. I mean, he's, he's seven inches from the base in an MLB game. He's seven inches from the call. Put your, put your hand up. Yell time. He'll call time. You don't have to do anything. This is what I'll say. If you slide feet first and, like, the heel of your cleat hits the hits the bag and, like, you just come up, doesn't does your cleat come a little bit off the base when you, go, when you hit the front part of the bag and you just like go like that if you slide like an idiot i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe we I, could I maybe, 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 maybe not we, but i don't know i guess i've never slid into a base where i felt like i i should i should bring a slow i'll do a slow-mo iphone cam and do sliding drills with you and see if your foot pops a little bit off the bag how, how does it pop off like, <laughs> i don't i don't it's it it's not like a fuck. It's not like a noticeable difference, but maybe a millimeter of the fr- a millimeter comes off. Like, do you? Maybe. I don't know. Clearly, that's, they're not. That's what they're. That's what they're thinking. baseball, dude. Like, oh, he had the tag applied. He's out sick. When he was clearly at fucking safe. All right. Again, again, I go both ways. Like, I feel it both ways. I just, I agree. Rhino, that's a great one. I had it on my list. I, I can see both ways too. Uh, it, the replay has gotten to something that they never predicted that it would get to. <laughs> but, but yes, Luke, guys, players should probably make an attempt to adjust. And there are so many times where they came off the bag so unnecessarily. Um, yeah, I can see both ways. But yeah, Ryan, that's a good one. That, that's a big. Ryan, those are two very good ones. I those are like two next two on my next to my rankings so i'm kind of scrambling here trying to find out what i'm going to do next um i guess well it's kind of similar with the lb but i'm not going to go to that one i'll go to one that's like really not that big of a deal but i just find it funny um ncaa basketball when they call a timeout and then they just like do the timeout on the floor they rush the like they have like they bring out like five chairs on the court and have like water break and people sweating all over the court um, and taking their time out. Then after the timeout, like there's a big wet spot in the court, is there not? And then you have guys slipping all over the court. It's like, <laughs> and people are like, dude, this court, it's, it's too slick. People are slipping. It's dangerous out there. How about we just don't have 10 guys huddled around, dripping sweat, <laughs> spilling water on the court, and the court won't be slippery. So we don't have to like complain about wet courts. Just take time out to the bench. What what does it save time to have like guys from the staff running out stools, folding the chair up, the coach going out on the court? 
like I don't know. Maybe it maybe it is more efficient that way. I don't think it is. It, I can't imagine that it is. <laughs> it is funny watching the uh, like the managers and they just run up there with the stools and they place them. Yeah. They, <laughs> Immediately five, after the whistle, they just run up. It's funny watching. Yeah. Five managers, one manager every chair. Get them up. Bring all the freaking. Gatorade bottles and they spread so, all over the floor. I have so many pet peeves that you're bringing up, like that just it's <laughs> so <laughs> funny, dude. Like NFL players that in the huddle, like they need managers to squirt the water water bottle into their mouth for them. Like oh, NFL, yeah. NFL timeout, the guy, the lineman's just out there, like, like, dude, you can't freaking grab a water bottle and squirt it in your mouth. You can't do that. Or like when they're sitting on the bench on the sidelines and they're just posted up after a long freaking and they're just like they just open their mouth and the manager's like squirt like dude you, you can't grab you can't grab your own water, man. <laughs> I just that's funny. Good shit. Alright, that was my fourth. Yeah, my fourth. Guy yeah. my friend. All right. Yeah, uh, so my this one's a little more just I guess G rated, and you don't, it can't really, you can't get that pissed about it. But it's uh, announcers jinxing a guy at the free throw line. Uh, most namely, like JJ Redick, when he is made like 40 in a row at Duke, and the guy, I mean, it's bound to happen. Oh, this guy's an automatic two points every time he goes to the line. Guy absolutely bricks it. And it just, I don't know what the issue is. It happens every time. Not every time, but it happens quite a bit where a guy's just, announcers jinx it so much now that announcers know that they have the announcer jinx, so they do it, like, on purpose. Or, like, I've heard announcers say, oh, let's see if the announcer jinx is a real thing. And, like, when they say, oh, he's pretty much guaranteed two for two, and they want to see if the kid's going to miss a free throw or something. Right. I just think it's just overplayed. And yeah, the guy, that goes I mean, for NFL kickers, too. Oh, this guy's automatic no, it, inside 30 yes. yards. Yes. He's automatic. <laughs> Shank. <laughs> like, yes, that was kind of like a sub point on this, too, right? Like, guaranteeing <laughs> that a kicker is going to make the kick. It's almost like they're creating that drama on purpose so that if he misses well, the kick... Well, they I, are. Just, I mean, yeah, they are. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what they're trying to put. Wow, gosh, he doesn't miss much from inside of 40 yards. It'd be a real shock if he missed this one. Guy just miss it. He misses it, and it's just like, come on, dude. <laughs> just, I don't know. The, annou- the announcer jinx is a real thing, and it's starting to get played up by announcers now. So, yeah, that, I mean, that one was, I don't get that angry about it, but it's just a pet peeve. That's right. all I got. Yeah. That's my number four. That happens. That happens. Oh, God. Now I just have so fucking many that I just want to share. Um, okay, I guess, I guess I'll try and get off of. The current. All right, I'll I'll get off of. Uh, I'll go. I'll kind of go a different route. Um, and I'm not just applying this to. Well, I will. I'll specifically apply it to Wisconsin sports and just the Badgers. Um, whenever the Badgers are in a position to do something good, like they're having a good year, they're in a big game, they're always referenced. Uh, they always reference the Badgers as the. 
feel good story. Like, like when we were the one seed in the NCAA tournament and we were playing Duke in that national championship game, they just kept saying, like, what a run. What a run for the Badgers. Like, what? Like, dude, we, we were a fucking one seed. Like, we were like really good. Like, this isn't like, why are we playing the underdog card on this Badger team? That is really good. Like, why, why are they an underdog? And then, and then, shocker, Duke gets all the calls. Like, anytime we, and, and they're probably not wrong, but like, anytime we play Ohio State in like the Big Ten championship, they're like, well, the Badgers are really up against it here. You know, they don't, they don't, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it's so annoying that they play the underdog card or the Cinderella story card. It seems like, even like for the Brewers too, or, they probably would have done the same thing for the Bucks. Like, yeah. like somehow the Bucks, somehow the Bucks would have been the one seed in the NBA playoffs, and they would have been like, "What a great story for the Bucks." They haven't been here much, but but here they are against going against a powerhouse. Uh, yep. It's just fucking annoying. I don't even know if it's a pet peeve, but like, it's so yes. annoying that we always have to play this like small town card. Yep. Even it might it might be true, but it's just annoying. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, no, I will especially say for the year that uh, the Badgers uh, that was so beat Kentucky, bad. the Badgers that they beat Kentucky like, and now that was one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time, the Kentucky team. But the Badgers were really good all year, like Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker. What's the we were, we were, game, like? I think we looked it up. I think it was like five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It we wasn't like, like five and a half. I mean, which I mean that I, you're not really getting that much respect there. But the the Badgers were they were a good team all year. They were tied. Were they not like top five all year from wire to wire? Maybe yeah. not wire to wire, but like a couple weeks in, it's like, oh yeah, the Badgers are really good. You're not going to beat them. So when they nope. beat that Kentucky team, it, everyone it was not David versus Goliath. Okay, it was. Right. It was two very good basketball teams, but that Tyler, I know you're looking at me, but that Kentucky team was really, really freaking good. It I wasn't David versus Goliath, but it was. But I agree with you there because, like the the previous season, they went to the Final Four and they lost to Kentucky on a buzzer beater. So it's yeah. like basically the same team returning, except they got better because Kaminsky got older, Decker got older. Um, John Jackson, bless his heart, got hurt. Kentucky got substantially better. Hey, yeah. No, they didn't. Well, I'm just not telling you. That's what... Not according to Cal. Uh, Rhino, would they have eight? Would they have eight NBA players on that team? Yep. Eight or That's nine. Yeah. See, now that part is insanity, and we'll refute yeah. the claim. But yes, Luke, like it's maybe it's because the Badgers haven't done it before. They haven't won the big one, and I think they... that's part of my gripe. Like, I it's probably true, but it's just like. Yeah. I think like any time a, a team, I feel like any time a team is playing against a team that has historical success. So, any time a team is basically playing the, playing the Patriots, like yep. they're just the the uh, announcers are never talking uh, like the other team has a chance. Or yep. um, you know, I'll just bring up I'll, like bring up the Braves this year. Uh, like, and not not saying like the Braves they they play that card, but they play it like with the Cardinals, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. This this Cardinals team is just they find a way, they find a way, and then lo and behold, they do find a way. But it's it's just fucking annoying that they just yes. talk about like 
this this Cardinals team, man, they're stingy. They're stingy, and they are. But it's fucking. I hate it. Like it's it's yeah. a pet peeve of my fucking hate. Like the Giants back in the day. Like oh, oh. these guys are scrappy. Yes. They're, they're down. Don't count them out. Don't count this Giants team out. Yep. Bruce Boch. I don't know. I just fucking hate the uh, when they overplay the Cinderella card. I hate that. Yeah, they they try to speak it into existence. To yeah, you know, I know exactly what you're saying. But it always happens. Yeah. Right. Whatever they yeah. whatever they say, like, oh, the Patriots are down twenty four. Don't count them out. And then <laughs> here come the Patriots. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah. I'll do that. And I have some other really good ones, but I'm gonna go uh, with. One that I actually just wrote down after you guys brought something up, um, and that is uh, kickers in general in the NFL. Um, <laughs> I just want to be clear that I fucking hate the fact that there is kicking in the NFL. I was listening to this radio show one time, and I was like laughing out loud uh, listening to this guy. He's like, "You have, you have these three 300- hundred 50 pound mules knocking heads for 60 minutes out on this field and then here comes this kicker out there with a single bar on his helmet to win the game and (laughs) if he he makes it he's a hero if he misses it he loses the game for that team like we leave we have all these guys that are getting concussions and like going after it the whole game and it comes down to a kick by a guy it's just it's so it's a crazy concept. It's a football is a crazy concept. And then they so much pressure lies on the kickers. Right. And then they do like the NFL made it worse and made more reliable on kickers because they moved the extra point back to the thirty-five yard line. It's like they play more a factor in the game now because people aren't going. They thought like they thought they may that may play into teams going for two more often, which it hasn't. They just miss more extra points now, and people get more pissed at the kickers, and now they blame the kickers more. And, like, now, like, the whole Bears franchise is blaming everything on a kicker and a double doink. It's like... Dude, these guys do nothing. These guys do nothing at practice the entire day but kick field goals, dude. Like, they have one purpose on in mm-hmm. in the entire game. And it's yep. just so crazy to think that these people are getting, like... They're committing suicide, and they're getting concussions, and they're risking their lives to go out there and play this game, and then it comes down to one kick with one second left on the clock. Yeah. Yep. It's... And if this guy gets touched, if he gets touched, it's roughing the kicker. <laughs> like, if they yeah. touch his shoelace, he flops over, and it's 15 yards in a first down. Oh, yeah. I think that's part of their practice is, like, you have to sell getting hit. And just make it look as violent as possible. It just drives me. I don't know. It just drives it's, me insane that so much relies on this single position that does nothing in in retrospect. Like they don't really do much at all. Here's a question, and maybe I'm way off, but like, okay, so the inventors of football, do you think that they never foresaw that it would get to this point where kicking has become as good as it is? Absolutely. You know, like back in the day where you think about kicking, how guys used to toe ball it and how guys, some guys were just, it, it was just brutal. Like anything over 30 yards, you don't know if that's good. But oh, it's now it's like, you know, think these about guys high are really good. Think about high yeah, school football. High school football, right. Like guy, it's, a 27 yard field goal. it's a 27-yard field goal and it's fourth and seven and they're going for it because they're like, yeah, this is like a 40, yes. 60. 
Like, so maybe, I don't know, maybe like, you know, the inventors of football really thought like, ah, this guy will be there once in a while. But like now, like you said, he plays, he is in some of the most important moments in NFL history. The kicker he is in a lot of them. He decides yeah, the game. Yeah. <laughs> what? See, in, now, now, this guy decides the game so often. But how often do you see, like, the kicker being lauded as a hero, though? It's you know like what only, I'm saying? Only Van Yeah. I mean, I want to be, I want to be, like, clear. I'm not saying that I hate kickers, you know? Yeah, I'm not. Like, I know. Because kickers, <laughs> it's they're, funny. they're literally incredible. I mean, the fact that they can come out and, and knock a 50-yard field goal under pressure to win the game is, that's why they, that's why they get paid so much, and that's why they're so good at what they do. But I just hate that it's such a large aspect of the game. It's well, just yeah, yeah. Nuts. they're so relied on and that plays very well into Ethan into guys first um, thing there is like we are settling for a 40 yarder banking on this guy to make it and then when he doesn't we just absolutely sewer the guy and it's just <laughs> like too much depend too much is like put on the kicker's hands is what you're saying and that's like a great idea and I agree with that wholeheartedly it's like well how about we don't put it in his hands all the time and like do something about it. Make logical decisions that don't involve this guy putting everything on this one guy's shoulders. Right. Would you? I mean, there's yeah. no other position in football where, like, hey, the quarterback has to throw it through a hoop, and if he doesn't <laughs> hit, if he doesn't make it in the hoop, you lose the game. If he makes it in the hoop, you win. Like, well, there's nothing really comparable to it. It's like nothing like it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's such an anomaly to the sport. Like yeah. what you said, the guy on the radio. It's like. We have just like grown ass men, and this puny kick comes trotting. Here he comes, dude! Freaking! It's like there's nothing in comparable to sports to that, really. Yeah. Luke, yeah. I mean, just the com- yeah the the whole game is like you said, brute force, violent, highly highly violent time uh, game, and then it's decided by uh. this guy. It just totally kind of contradicts what people think of when they think of NFL football. So, yeah, that I uh, that is funny. It's funny. It's also like a pet peeve. Like, are you serious? Funny. We lost. We lost because of this this pudwhacker. And, you know, like, we could have been really – our team is really good, but our kicker lost us. The, like, this guy shouldn't play that big of a factor in this type of game. It's like a knock him out grind him out fight, and if you win, like, yeah. six to three or some shit like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, like, okay, so this brings up a point. Like, when I played football, obviously, like, I was not a great football player, but I played a skill position, right? So you have a chance of getting the ball. Like, I don't understand the appeal of linemen how do linemen want to play football they never <laughs> touch the football like zero recognition i and I, I thought about that i'm like you guys have to be a special kind of crazy to like you just bash heads you literally bash heads in what we play 12, 48 minutes of bashing your head and you never touch the football you don't get your name in the paper not that I would, not me, but like the, the good players. But no, Johnny, it, the paper you can see. John, also, Johnny blocked really well this game. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes the quarterback will throw like a, well, I gotta, I gotta give it to my line. I'm gonna go buy him steak tonight. At, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy him a steak dinner. 
yeah yeah that happens like that it does happen but it's like i don't know man there's not really that comparable in any other sports either like basketball there are basketball guys who like don't score a lot but there's not guys that just never ever touch the basketball and that they like yeah. they're like your left tackle if all things go correctly gets doesn't you're never touching the football you're never touching the football baseball the eight hitter you're coming up in the ninth yeah, inning. Every, everybody has to hit. Everybody has to hit. Everybody has to play the field. <laughs> like, you can't. You can't. Yeah. That's why it's I don't the know. team game, guys. No, but I it, know. Yes. And, I was listening to um, this other radio show. I think it was, like, Fantasy Radio. And they were. it was, to, like, ease point, they were kind of saying, like, football is actually pretty simple when you break it down. Like, there's the people that touch the ball, and there's the people that don't. And there's, like, there's the there's the guys that catch it. There's the guys that throw it, and there's the guys that try and prevent the guy from throwing it, and there's the like it was just like kind of funny listening to this guy talk it through. Like, yeah. oh, it's a lot, it's a lot uh, easier or more simple than we make it out to be. <laughs> yeah, Ty, and like you said, it is that was that is what makes it the ultimate team game, and that's why there's yeah. so much like you rah rah around football. It's like you have all these guys you know, playing together for a common goal of either scoring or stopping the other team from scoring. I mean, even like, so I guess my point is like offensive linemen, right? Like offensive linemen, you never touch the ball and you're, but like defensive linemen, you at least can like maybe get a sack or make a big hit or something. I don't know. Pancakes. Uh, Yeah. Pancakes. Great. (laughs) Love love me some pancakes. I mean, yeah, that, so yeah, you I don't know, man. You just really got to love hitting people. Yeah. Pays the bills. Yeah. All right. That was that was Luke's list. Kickers in general. Yep. Okay. Oh God. All right. I still have like five or six. Um, we already mentioned like Boston Red Sox getting a pass for everything. Uh, that drives me wild. So I won't go there. Um. I will go with something that may be near and dear to our hearts, having played baseball for as long as we have. And uh, I don't know how often this happens in like the professionals or whatever. Maybe, Luke, you played in college. Maybe this happens in college. But this is the strikeout guy, the guy who strikes out looking kind of consistently. And every time he comes back to the dugout, every <laughs> single time, he got host. It was a bad call. That ball was six inches outside or that I can't touch that pitch. That's so down when, whereas you in the dugout, you see it and you're like, eh, maybe whatever. But this guy, it's every single time. This is strikeout guy that every single time they strikes out looking, he got host and you as a teammate, as a good teammate. Um, of course, what do you do? You say, yeah, man, I know that sucks. He's horrible really bad blues really bad today and you know sometimes there there are obvious cases but then there are sometimes where it's just like dude are you serious every time you strike out looking you're gonna come back and say this uh and watch now that i say that i'll probably strike out a billion times this summer so anyway that that's my mine is strikeout guy it's kind of funny more than a pet peeve but strikeout guy no, every time it's just it's funny how consistent it is e like yeah I also, I, the classic line when you come back to the dugout from that guy is always, uh, that ball was eight inches outside. Yeah. That ball, that ball was, that ball was a foot outside. It was a foot. Really? Yeah. A it foot. was a foot outside. 
really. Like in the other batter's box, it would have stuck the other hitter if the other guy was in there. And then they say, and then they say, and then they say, he's horrible. Yeah. You know, this dog was horrible. Okay, now, well. And then and I then, will say there. Oh, go and ahead, then, Ty. And then when they call it a ball, they're like, where was that for me? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Call it a stroke on me. It's like, Jesus Christ, give it. Yeah, that's another no. good one. <laughs> it's always, I mean, it's a very personal game. That's, I think that's what comes from is like, is like, hey, you know, this guy screwed me, but he didn't screw him. When in reality, I, it's never the case, but like, you feel that way, I guess. I don't know. And I'll say this, and there are guys where, guys that you've played with, where if they're saying something about a pitch, you know that it was a bad call because that guy, never ever complains you know or like or very rarely unless it's like hey man i thought that was out or i thought that was you know whatever i thought that was down and he comes back and he says something and it's like all right maybe maybe you know i i I buy that but then the the guy that consistently does it you're just like you know the boy who cried wolf yeah how many times did you actually get jobbed you know right um, and i think i think a lot of it too in general what i see is it's not always because some of these guys are like always do it, but a lot of times it's the the veteran when he complains. It's usually yep. like, yeah, he probably did get jobbed, but then you yep. get like the rookie, the rookie, the young guy that comes in, and he's never had the calls go against him, sort of thing. So then the veterans like the veterans sitting there like, okay, yeah, I've been there, man, I've been there, yep. uh, and you kind of got to talk him down, like talk him off the ledge, like. Yep. Hey, if it's close, man, you probably got to be hacking. So mm-hmm. I can definitely, uh, I can and definitely. And what I will that. say is, I understand that it's kind of a coping mechanism too. For like, if you strike out, right. or you're like, God, that's such a bad call. Like, and you don't, I don't know. I've, it might not be that horrible of a call, but like, you are really pissed about it. So you know, I don't know. It's kind of a coping mechanism. It, it's a highly personal psychological something that i something that i took with me and not that i was ever a guy that complained a lot but i remember when i was younger i did it more than when i play now and something that an umpire that you guys might know told me once was uh he he told me one time i was talking to him about it and he said most of the time the problem like the reason that a hitter is so pissed is because during that at bat he probably had a pitch that he should have hit that yep. he fouled off or something. Sure. Like they're more, they're more pissed. They're more pissed at like, Hey, yep. I mean, if a guy throws, if a guy throws three straight strikes on the black and you strike out, sometimes you got to tip your cap. But most of the time it's yes. like, I throws one, you fall it off. You should have hit it. You're thinking about that. Now he throws one that's two inches off the black. He, it gets called. You're bitching about that when you're really pissed at yourself for not hitting the one that you should have hit. Yes. I will. I kind of took that as my. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're pissed at yourself. You're taking it out on somebody else. Coping mechanism. Yeah. I agree. I I think it's funny. It reminds me of. uh, (laughs) Reminds me of Aaron Boone. Uh, I don't know why, but Aaron Boone talking to that that young umpire. My guys are fucking savages in that fucking box. (laughs) What about uh, what should we call it in the dugout? Brett Gardner, Gardner just <laughs> Brett Gardner committing assault on the top of the du- the ceiling of the dugout. Just that is yeah. that is an all time clip, and that's making me miss baseball even more right now. So 
but yeah. Okay, that, that's that's easy. That finishes guy my friend's list. Um, I'm gonna go with football. So football, bald carrier, fighting for every extra inch when there's eight guys <laughs> draped all over him and they're prying at the football, and you're just still fighting for that extra inch. Like, dude, just go. Especially when you're in the first down, just go down, dude. Especially in college. This like, is college football. Yes, this is college football to a T. You're getting propped up. They're yanking at the ball. You're fighting for an inch. Dude, you have the first down. Go down, son. You have the, like, they're prying at the ball. Like, you have eight guys. You're one guy. Like, what are you trying to prove here? That extra inch really helps us out a lot? No. Like, I can understand if you're, like, trying to bounce for the first down when it's third down. But, like, give it a rest. Go down. You, we need the football. It, it happens too often. Ty, we, this is such a personal thing for us. Like, it seems like every game that we have a wager on in college football, they, like, have the lead they're covering, and they're running the ball. And then and then the guy's, like, trying to gain an extra yard when they don't need it, and he coughs it up, and then the other team covers. Like, it happens just way too often. Yeah. I, I don't know. All I have on that is save the fo- protect the football. I mean, it really does an extra yard or two. I mean, you won't even get a yard, maybe. Does an extra inch help? You're that much more of a badass, like, macho man because you fought and took eight guys with you? <laughs> Not really. You got the first down. That's all we needed. Let's go back, huddle up, good play, run. Let's go. I mean, it, you don't need to do it. And it hurts. It. You fumble the football. Or you get injured because you have eight guys on top of your kneecap. I love it. That's I'll finish with that. But I That's a, that is that is that is a good one. Oh, Rhino? Rhino, I think you're muted. Oh no. Oh never mind, sorry. Sorry. Alright, uh so my last one is um MLB, the uh organ player. Um usually like after every pitch <laughs> they like play a little part of a song. Like they'll play a part of Sweet Caroline for one pitch and then they'll play like YMCA the next guy steps up after every pitch <laughs> when I think of this I think of like do- like I watch games at home Dodgers the Dodgers guy and oh the Cubs God. guys in the old stadiums with the Oregon players after every pitch it's the Oregon players playing an old t- an old tune yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm watching the game like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. Baseball games at Dodger Stadium are almost unbearable to watch on TV. Yeah, the LCS with the uh, Brewers. Every pitch. The, fan, the fans in the outfield, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> they don't even know what the score is or who's playing, dude, but it's <laughs> a party, man. Yeah. So, the organ guy is just feeding them music. Dance to music between all right well and that could go with nba too like yeah, yeah. <laughs> in-game music in the nba they're playing like rap music right during... yes that that it's a good point where like the Do- la fans are so clueless like they they couldn't care less about the dodgers but and the guy just playing tunes uh <laughs> it's every pitch but uh the nba 
that drives me nuts watching a game. I don't know how you like it so much that they play music the whole game. Like it's a <laughs> they have a like, DJ guy. Like this is what tells me that it's it, it just does not give that much of a seriousness to the game. I don't know if I'm in alone in that camp, but like if there's music playing during the whole game, it, it just gives me this feel of like, oh, we're just playing a pickup game in a rec yard or something, you know, and someone's got a speaker going yeah. or something. I, I like the uh, the do 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 charge thing. That's great. But I, when not the, I like it, not when the sweet Caroline. It's a stoppage of play. Give me one. It's a stoppage of play. Not yeah. when it's dribbling off the court, right? In NBA, I swear the limited amount that I've watched, even if they're not playing music, they're doing the. Yes. There's always got to be music on. It's, yeah, it's kind of maddening. I don't know if they do it to cover the squeak of the sneakers or like, are we that bored of as a as humans that we have to be constantly entertained by music? Yes. We can't. Oh my God. Are you serious? I don't know. I I like the uh, I like the organ. I like the, the charge pick. or the uh, the uh, Ferris Bueller. Hey, better, better, better. So, hey. <laughs> yes, that's good. Uh, that's good. all right. Um, why don't we just why don't we just go through each person and if you just wanna, I have a lot. If you just wanna, I mean, you don't have to say them all. I, like I have three or four that I want to just bring up. We don't have to talk about them, but I'll just go like I'll just fire down my list and then. And then we can go to the next guy. And if we want to talk about any of them, we can. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we're, we're probably going to cross them off, too. Like, All right. Yep. So some that I had on my list uh, that I didn't mention uh, was baseball. How do we make the game better? I hate that conversation. It drives me insane. Um, yep. Man, yep. Oh, my God. I could talk about it for a year. It drives me insane. How do we make the game faster? The pace of play has not changed for 25 years uh, other than a couple of minutes. And we're and trying they have to attract more fans who don't really The care. typical game in 1985 was two hours and 57 minutes. Now it's three hours and three minutes. Okay, that's not, it's not affecting your viewership. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right, because we've we've, we've seen the marathon five-hour-long national or college football game or fo- NFL yeah. game. Oh, like, right. it's, not, it's not the time. That is they don't want to watch away. the sport. It's the sport. It's the sport. Um. Another one that I had on my list was the BCS bowl system. Yeah, that's on my list. Fucking hate the BCS bowl system. I don't know. I, I've been in both camps. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just saying everyone bitches about it. So if everyone bitches about it, then something probably needs to change. It's I mean, the I, only – It's okay, every other sport in America has a play – or not even like in the world basically has a playoff system. Like yeah, a but, they the playoff, system. but they call it the playoff. Fair enough. Yeah, they I call the playoffs. So stupid. They just like, like, in the playoffs. From fucking Little League down, since we were playing on pitching machines, we had a better playoff system than the fucking CS. Or the yes yep. playoffs. Um, let's see. I have uh, NFL teams punting at the end of the game when, like, you're down 30 in the third quarter and a punt doesn't do you any good. Just, like, just go for it. You're clearly not trying to win, win the game if you're punting. Like, you should just go for it on fourth down every time. Why are you punting? You're down 30. Yep. Um, oh, God. That's, yes. Oh, I have to punt so I don't lose by 42 I, instead of losing by 30. I had on here go for uh, bonds. I We don't need to talk about it, but I have, like, 
the fact that like Bonds is seen as like some criminal, but then other MLB players or other people that took steroids are not. It's just like a, it's a stupid, stupid argument. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cologne is like seen as like the funniest and yep. greatest pitcher, blah blah blah. But he he like freaking took steroids. So David Ortiz, it, the most beloved MLB baseball player. It's um, all likability, man. If you are a likable guy, spins it. Media spins it. Yeah, but Barry Bonds did himself no favors. Yeah, I guess. It I just wasn't three, his personality. I have three more quick ones. Uh, OT rules in the NFL are a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, have that. The have NFL, that. A joke. Um, that's, not even, that's not even a pet peeve. That's a legitimate angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. That's, I didn't, that's why I didn't include it before. Yeah. Like, this is just yeah. stupid. Um, pet peeve. This is a legit pet peeve. I hate throwback uniforms during games. Oh, wow. All I, sports. Um. Like, okay, baseball, you're telling me that these guys want to go out there with wool jerseys on that way? <laughs> He's oh, Chris Sale. He loves Chris Sale <laughs> cutting the sleeves. Nope. <laughs> the freaking this dude. Um, oh, like God. When the Packers wear their, like, Acme Packers. I hate <laughs> the, I mean, the Steelers in their jail uniforms or whatever. I hate it. Just wear normal uniforms. I, it drives like the Brewers do it fine. Like when the Brewers wear their pennies, okay, yeah, it's it's fine. When you have these like jerseys down to your wrists for baseball, yeah. and, like right. it, what, it looks horrible. It's anyway, fun to play. In. The last one that I have is um, and again, it's probably not a pet peeve, but um, I think uh, this year how Bill Belichick was able to um expose the NFL and find a loophole in the system by running off delay of games rather than rather than punting to run more time off and that rule should have been fixed like minutes after the game like you can't have a delay of game and then eat more clock because you had a delay of game and they did it twice yeah the Patriots did it twice and they were third I thought it was a tight that was Titans who did it against him though yeah Patriots did it earlier in the year against the Jets. They were up 30, and they ran a minute and 40 seconds off the clock. And then the Titans did it against the Patriots in the playoffs. It was just like, dude, why is this a rule? I mean, really? We have a delay of game that can run off clock as, yeah. a, as a loop? You know, one thing I'll say, I mean, it's a dumb rule, and then they'll fix it, hopefully, I guess. But, like, realistically, how much you're wasting time from five minutes down, realistically, how much is that saving you? Unless you're up by multiple possessions. If you're by one possession, you're wasting time in delay games with punts. Like the team still has four minutes to score. It's a stupid right. thing. And on top of and on top of NFL rules, uh, this should be like this should have been one of our pet peeves for sure. Was the NFL pass interference rule? It's it's a fucking joke. It's an absolute joke of a deal. Uh, hey, we're gonna put this rule in where you challenge pass interference, but we're not gonna actually change any pass interference rules. So what was the point of fucking putting that in? Just to make, I don't know. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all I have. Yeah. Guy, you got extras that you want to say? I do, I do, I do. Um, so I actually have a member of, a couple of members of Hacker Nation. I asked their opinion on some. So an unnamed member of Hacker Nation uh, who was a pitcher at one point in his career, he says, why? When he's pitching, one of his pet peeves is if he's mowing guys down. Really, if he's got some, he's striking guys out. Uh, he does not like when the team throws it around the horn, messes with the mojo and the catcher. How many times has the catcher 
airmailed it into left field or, you know, made a bad throw and made it look really terrible. He is a guy that wants the ball back uh, immediately. So um, I don't that's, know what your thoughts are on that. Cur- I can see. That's a cur- I, That's a, you know, around the horn is, is part of the game. I like, you guys are disagreeing I, with this. Well, from I, a, just, I like throwing it around. From a contradiction okay. standpoint, e, I actually would say, like, when I'm mowing guys down, yep. you strike a guy out. There's sure. almost nothing better than that little loop that you do around the mound. It's like you're yeah. like you're like strut, sure. Sure. and that that actually like I th- I like it better because yeah. it, uh, it gets your oh, and more infielder more involved. Maybe because yeah. yes. you're bowing guys down, they're falling asleep. Right. Yeah, I know, but his point was, you know, I want the ball. I'm I'm gonna group. Now I get it, Luke. I can see that point where I think, and I haven't pitched since high school, but like where if I'm when I watch it, if the catcher can throw a missile to third base, it's, it's awesome. so badass. It's like, dude, sit your ass down and we're gonna throw this thing around and you're gonna drag your bat all the way back to your dugout and be a little baby about it after I just threw Ched by you or something. Like in that regard, I think it's awesome, but I see in his pet peeve why it uh may is a pet peeve because there are many catchers who suck at it who are some catchers forget, like they're so bad, they forget to do it, or or they lollipop it there, which looks terrible. They bounce it hey, there. You gotta throw and, a missile. You yeah, if you're lollipopping or you're Dude, forgetting, no, you just give rather, it the ball. But if you're, I would rather have the guy airmail it to left field, like throw it 90 past over the third baseman's head, because at least then you're throwing a missile. Um, which brings up another one of my pet peeves. Uh, but that was a member of Hacker Nation. Who would like to remain anonymous? And then yeah, uh, another one is is like any team. I will say like any team in high school that does not throw it around the horn after they get the out at first uh, just shows to me like that they're little league and they can't even trust their team to throw it around the horn. Um, drives me wild. It looks, um, weird. it looks weird. It looks so weird, dude. Um, that's I guess that's more of a personal level, but dude, you gotta throw it around. If you gotta throw the guy out at first, you gotta throw it around. It just looks it looks incomplete. And <laughs> if you don't, um, so that's that. Anybody any talking points on that? We all no, agree. There's, no, there's so many agree. there's so many pet peeves in baseball that like oh, you just kind of remind me of like yeah, um if, if a pitcher's in a groove. If a pitcher's in a groove, a guy like refusing to get in the box and like taking his time, yep. that that would that bugs me more than. The other one, yeah. And then like, uh, I love the uh, the pitcher that in his warm up tosses tries uh-huh. to throw it slow to like be deceptive to the yep. opposing team. Yep. It's like, dude, just, just yeah. Because they start warmed up, man. Just, just like go yeah. there and get yourself warmed up. The yeah, other he comes out and walks the leadoff hitter. Yeah. Hey, well, good, well, good one. Well, like he's throwing it like sixty five in warm ups, and and of course every guy in the dugout's like. Oh, this guy's throwing meat. And then the first hitter, he's throwing 87. And at that point, dude, the gig's up. Like, yeah. you, you, you fooled one guy. You got him for one pitch. Nice work, <laughs> for man. One, for one pitch. You threw for one pitch. You, you pulled 87. The guy's like, oh, shit, he doesn't throw slow. Okay, that, the gig's up on that. <laughs> not the strategy, dude. Like, they, you know after one pitch that you do not throw 65. Oh, my God. Uh, but, Luke, to your point, like, when you coach, you recognize so many more pet peeves. You're like, oh, my, oh my God. Like There's I, so many things that annoy you. agree with me that, like, as a coach and as a team, 
like your infield is like should be your pride and glory. Like your yep. infield needs to be like if if your team has a shitty infield, you're like bitching yeah. at them in the dug. Like yes. hey boys, we got we got to sharpen up out there. When in yep. when in like reality, it has nothing to do with anything that's about to take place in the game. But as a coach, it's such a talking point. Like yep. well, I could tell we came out flat in infield, and then yeah, and then, like, dude, you had a te- you had a chat with your team. That basically, like, you guys were like, hey, you guys suck based on our infield when it has nothing, has no relevance to the game. Right. But it's, it's also, like, such a huge part. I don't know. It's kind there, of funny. I mean, there are games, though, like, where we've watched teams, and this is, we've watched teams take infield, and they were absolutely putrid, and you're just like, this team sucks. They can't even take an infield. Or there are teams that they win the game before a pitch is thrown because their infield is just money. And you can tell they have studs like well, that's the talking point that's what i'm saying yeah. like, it's such yep. a huge builder but it's so yeah. funny when you're on the other side of it like you normally have a good infield and then you take a shitty infield yeah and then yep. that's your talking point before the game is like yeah hey guys we gotta we gotta we gotta yeah. lock it up out there yeah <laughs> like, what i say like if we take a crappy infield i'm just like well i hope we were better than that because that was god awful like we, we can't like we, so funny you, you, we better be better than that. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, let's see. Packer play calling inside the 10. That's more of a legitimate angriness. Uh, that was more so when Coach McCarthy was still around. Packers were absolutely, and numbers probably won't back this up, but their play calling inside the 10 and yeah. inside the red zone was, I don't know, it just seems so ridiculous where we would be, we would, uh, like line up and shotgun on first down, throw an incomplete pass. Then on second down, we run the ball from like the seven. So it's just like, what are we doing? I don't know. I think more football teams should do play action at the goal line. I don't know how many times I've seen a play action rollout be a touchdown to the tight end. They just can't guard the guy for They can't cover a guy for that long. End zone fades don't work. Oh, end, oh. end zone fades only work if you have the best wide receiver in the world. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like it's like asking play to defend. Asking college, yes, you're right. Asking college QBs to throw fades, you might as well just go jump off a bridge. Like they, you can't, have, they can't. You have two defenders. You have yeah. a defender in the back of the end zone. You have a yeah. defender on the side of the end zone, and then you have a defender in front, and you're trying to throw it in a golden triangle. Yeah, and if you leave it short, it hits the DB in the back of the head. If you go, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, so that was Packer play calling. Um, punt returners are usually as in a large, as largely horrible. Catching yep. it, ca- catching inside the ten, dude. If you're at the ten yard line and it goes over your head, let it bounce. What does it matter if we got it? Yeah, punt returners in general. Muff like, punts, uh, Yeah. Yeah, the kid, the kid from Wisconsin this year. I know he's just a kid, but he was just not very good. Uh, what was his name? Jack Dunn. No, Jack Dunn. D U N. Yeah, he was. Oh goodness, just catch the football so we can hand the ball off to Taylor. Um, uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook is always good for this, but blame the refs guy. Blame the refs fan for every single loss ever and. I mean, I get it. That also is a coping mechanism, but um, <laughs> but here is another one. Uh, it's more specific to high school basketball. Uh, fans screaming out three seconds. 
absolutely clueless. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're only looking for three seconds. Um, Because they can count to three. And this, not just high school, high school, but in uh, fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah. Three seconds. (laughs) Yeah, ladies, listen, if I called three seconds every time, we just, we wouldn't get a shot up. Or, (laughs) like, they, or fans not understanding that when a shot goes up, three seconds restarts. Fans yelling three seconds, it just, it really outs the fan as a person who has no idea what they're talking about. Like, they, they don't know anything about basketball. Um, then I have another basketball one is a basketball team that is up by four with under five seconds, and they attempt attempt to block the other team shooting a three-point shot. Oh. Um, I don't know what you're doing. The only thing that could happen is he could make the three and you could follow him, thus being able to tie. If you run away from him and he makes a three, you win by one. Like, yeah. <laughs> or just, here's the solution: stand inside the paint, all five. Yep. Of you. Another another one. Run to the bench. Yeah, stand yeah, out of bounds. Fucking dude, it's like no. I, I, yeah. Another one is a team uh-huh. up three, like helping at the rim when yeah. a guy's about to make a layup, so the guy kicks it for a three, and it's it. What are you doing? You're up by three. What? Who cares if he makes a layup? Mm-hmm. I. I just it's people <laughs> not using their brain whatsoever. And I too okay, and I will say a positive about this. I watched Iowa Scandinavia play uh Oshkosh Lourdes before coronavirus obviously took out the WIA state tournament. And uh uh so I Iowa Scandinavia was up by I believe it was three or maybe four. But what they did was like they played, you know, kind of dummy defense, let the kid they slid in front of them, but they're absolutely not fouling to stop the clock. The kid goes and makes a layup. There's under five seconds left. Lourdes has no timeouts. And Iola does not throw the ball in. Like, thank you. Heady yeah. play. Like, that's, I mean, that just tells me that you're well coached and the kids know what they're doing. Like, you absolutely don't foul or do anything stupid. And any other time that where I see teams like attempting to block a prayer when they're up for, I want to pull my hair out. And but yeah, um, and then my last one is the NBA taking three days off between playoff games uh, <laughs> in like the first round. Of their playoffs last right. forever. <laughs> it's the worst. NHL, NHL, and I know NHL tries to play tough guy like oh we're tough hockey guys, but it's the truth. They take one night off between home games right like so say the blackhawks are hosting detroit like they'll play two games in chicago and that'll be they'll play on monday tuesday off play on wednesday they'll take maybe one day off and go to play in detroit basketball mm-hmm. they're taking they're taking two days off between home games like if the bucks host the orlando magic they'll play on monday they won't play again till thursday then they'll take three days off and won't play Till Monday again in Orlando. You understand? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, this I guess. Yeah. The NBA, the NBA is, it's horrible, and no. the NHL can forever hold that over our heads. There. Well, one thing, one thing I'll add to that though, E, is at least the NBA does their playoff structure right. Yeah. Um, like one of my peeves that I didn't even have on my list, but like Major League Baseball World Series, uh, is a, I think it's a, it's a two-three-two, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a two-three-two is a joke. Joke. You have two. Joke. You have two games at home, so th- so the other team has to realistically split the two-game series. Then they get to go home with a chance to win it at home as the as the um, 
underdog, the, if you want to call worst, it. The worst team. The, yeah. the worst team has to split on the road to have a chance to win it at home. Yeah, if you what? win one game on the road, home field advantage then. What? <laughs> so you get a three-game stretch. It's like it's like a homestand. It's like a it's a home it's it's a three game series at home, like a normal. I don't yeah. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst playoff structure I've ever seen. For I think it's, it's unbelievable. I think it's dumb. I think I also think that uh, the wild card game should be a wild card series. But well, they're changing all that though, so we yeah, can right. talk about a different pod. Yeah, yeah. I think that all 162 games coming down to one is holy. That's ridiculous um but yeah those are all my oh sorry last one this is also this is by my wife uh i asked her for one uh she's becoming a member of hacker nation uh she says pardon my french here um basic bitches at sporting events <laughs> go who go for the grant for the gram for the tailgate taking pictures and it's all on instagram they know nothing about sports and that's it's, good it's it's, yeah, and I, I understand what she's saying. Not, and she would agree that by no means is she a sports guru, but she's not going to just, you know, play it up like that. Uh, and I know, like, the girls that, uh, especially in baseball, oh, this guy's so hot. And, like, J.J. Hardy was a big one back in the day. But, yeah, so she, that's one of her pet peeves is basic bitches at sports. That's a, that's a legitimate pet peeve. Like, that's a funny one. Yeah, so that's right. it. I'm done. All right, I'll go. Well, I'll go down my list, but first I want to shout out the Hacker Nation posted a tweet on at DartMe2. Let's hear your uh, pet peeves. Um, so one of them was a ref you suck chant. I mean, I, I'm yeah. I mean that that's a pet peeve Let's of one of the guys. Some slack. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Ryan was an official. Can you? And then other one was excessive eye black. I mean that that's relevant because I mean you see some of those psycho linemen who just like the the cheek is all black all the way down to the chin like do we really need that? I, and it's then, so funny, dude. <laughs> and then uh, another one was when the crowd starts doing the wave during a close and entertaining game, basically like down, down in front. I'm trying to watch the game, not like. I agree, dude. I the only thing I'll say is you know that the guy that started the wave is hammered and you just he just like did the that was his biggest accomplishment in the last five years he's telling everyone dude i started the wave and his buddies are like yeah okay buddy yeah <laughs> so yes, that is true so with that i'll go down my remaining honorable mentions um nfl timeouts to avoid delay a game hate it um especially when it's like let's say third and long like third and 10 or more let's take a time out to avoid this delay game why you're saving five yards what's your third and 10 play versus your third and 15 play does it matter like just take the five yard penalty and save the timeout like spare me um punt returners ethan mentioned like punt returners on the 10 yard line just let it bounce how about this is basically coming from a packer fan punt punt returners just fair catch the damn thing every time time, half the time when it's a damn when it's a good return it gets called back for blocking the back or clipping or holding it every time so and you're risking fumbling the ball um getting injured because they're running down at you at 100 miles per hour about to be, get, decapitate you so just fair catch it um basketball replay with a defender hitting the ball out of the ball handler's hands but it's out on the ball handler at the replay because he had his pinky on the ball because that's the way science works and like you had the ball but 
realistically, it's the, the meaning of the re, like the defender knocked it out of the guy's hands. It's out right. on him, not out on the guy who last had his fingernail on the freaking ba- basketball because he ha- was handling the basketball. Um, NFL <laughs> I, NFL should go into hurry up more often. Seems like every two minute drill at the end of the half works, has success, leads to points. Why don't we show more more urgency to hurry up offense and like get more points because points help you win games. Um, don't know why they don't do that. I mean, it's just a, uh, like a mirage. I only see it like that way, but it seems like it works. Like bring more intensity to it. Like get put, like hurry it up. Like let's mm-hmm. score more. Um, NFL pre NCAA football preseason rankings. What are they there for? The teams that have improved, proven anything. They're based on last year's um, accomplishments and based on recruiting rankings, which seems bad. Yeah. Um, Florida State's always up there. Yeah. Top um, five. Ty, you don't like the Ty, you don't like the headline. Way too early rankings for 2021 season. I don't like it. And then <laughs> they it, always have that way too early rankings for next season, a day after the championship. Yeah, and then it's like, well, no kidding. Who's number one? The team who just won the championship. But I thought it was supposed to be every season's different. And based on like this playoff system, the preseason rankings matter a lot. Like they play a factor into who's there at the end of the season. Like maybe don't do the preseason rankings. Um, kick returners, just stay in the end zone, please. Like the touchback is now the 25 yard line, especially coming from the Packers standpoint. Like you have to get across the 25. Um, you have Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Like if you run it out, you're at the 20. Why are you doing that? Plus you can fumble. Plus these guys are running down as hard as they can about to de- decapitate you. You could fumble. You could get injured. Uh, there's holding on half the decent returns, kind of like the punting situation, but um, less worse, I guess. Um, uh, hey, hold on. I mean, yeah, I'll say that every kick returner or punt returner thinks they are Devin Hester or Dante Hall, when in reality, none of them are as good as... Or, like, Tyron Matthew in college was another one that was really good. Like, But none of them are even close to that. And they... Like, every kick returner or punt returner, or punt returner more so, like, they'll run backwards and try to right. gain an angle, and it's they end up losing yards. Or right. It's so, it's so stupid. Especially but yes. for the- especially for the Packers, you have Aaron Rodgers, like yep. just get him the ball and let's go. Like Ty Montgomery, didn't he lose a game for the Packers because he brought one out and like he yeah. fumbled the ball and Rodgers is just yeah. like sitting there with his thumb up his ass. Like shit. No, I don't have he the ball. He was immediately dealt or cut. Yeah. Or whatever that was. Yeah. And then traded yeah. to the Ravens. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, continue. Sorry. This, this one's kind of just not even that big of a deal, but you know, the homage to the Spanish speaking countries, jerseys, um, they don't <laughs> translate the names to Spanish. The only team that does it was the Brewers, the Los Cerveceros. Like, can we do that for other teams? Like, what, Los, Los, Bulls. Stun, Los Bulls, Los Suns. Can we do, a, like, a L Heat? Really? Can we maybe yeah, yeah. translation? That would yeah. kind of, um, be more fun. I especially think. when, like, Los Toros would be really awesome for the Bulls or, like, yeah. Los Souls for or Soles. I don't know how you would say it for the Suns. And, yeah. El, El Caliente be, or, like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um. I don't know. I just wrote this down. Not hustling. Whatever. Oh, God. Here we go. Old head. Here we go. Old head. <laughs> I, just, I, I tried not to sound like an old head during this whole thing. Like the whole first down celebration. Definitely. One, I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, that. I don't need to expound upon that. That was just I wrote it down. This one. Yeah. Um, this is what happens. Doesn't happen that much. But losing a pl- baseball player, losing the ball in the sun. But then you look at the player in his sunglasses on the top of his hat. <laughs> like, what a great tie. Um, 
not going for a fourth down enough here. He did that. Interviewing coaches and managers during the middle of the game. Oh, Last yeah. thing they want to do gives us nothing. They're in the middle of a playoff series. They're trying to win a basketball game. Just what are we getting out of this? Or when, uh, when NFL Probably coaches is. are coming off the field, going to the locker room. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we didn't really feel good about that first half. We're going to look to make some uh, adjustments. Well, the coach said they're going to make adjustments. Oh, shocker. <laughs> Popovich uh, gives, like, one-word answers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it. What does it get? Like, what do you want him to say? What do you want him to say? Right. You know, and the game plan. It's always Sunday night baseball too. They do it, and they're like, oh, and they do it in between innings, and then like during the middle, like, and then plus when you're watching on TV, it's like half the screen is the guy getting interviewed, and then half the screen you get a smaller screen of the action. Like, I just want to see the game. I don't care what Joe Madden has to say about Lester's curveball tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next one, flopping. I don't know. Whatever. Then next one after that, the Pro Bowl. It's a joke. Um, next one would be college free throw shooting. It just sucks. I mean, when you're betting on a game and it's just an like, 18-year-old free throw through at the line. I don't know. In this year, Nebraska, I had bet on Nebraska uh, against Northwestern. They shot like 25% from the free throw line. So inevitably, I lost that game, lost the cover. Um, and they should have won that game. Um the targeting rule, it's bad. Like, they don't bring intent into it. Um, then I, I guess that's pretty much it. Well, fumbling out of the back of the end zone at the one-yard line. Like, say I'm at the one-yard line, I search for the goal line, but the ball pops out of my hand. It's a touchback. We lose possession. Does that anger you guys at all, or do you think it's a good rule? I think it's stupid, but I also think that players like sliding should adjust and not continue to do that. Right. And then, I don't know, yeah. last last one here. Well, I don't know. Hero ball at the end of ball games. Oh, yeah. I was going to write that one down. Like Carmelo yeah. Anthony or, like, it pissed me off, too, because, like, it used to be LeBron's biggest knock. It was like, oh, he doesn't want the ball in that situation. He's like, doesn't want the shot. Like, no, like, he's actually, like, making yep. plays yep. and getting the best shot and making, the, like, so they can win the game. He yep. realizes that everyone thinks he's taking the shot, so he distributes yes. the basketball. That makes sense. It's yeah. like it, there's yeah, it's it's like every part of the game should be thrown out because during the game people want, or your coaches or people you want the ball to be spread around and to have good passing and to get an open look. Or at least I do as a coach or like NCAA or college coaches want that for sure. I don't NBA. It's not as much, but. Uh, yes, you're much more likely to get a good shot if the ball is passed multiple times, especially in the last possession. Like, I don't know, the Warriors or the Spurs would be a good example. Uh, like, dude, they get open looks all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And then well, that I was guess, LeBron's knock, and he's a great distributor. So it's, and I think also it's really dumb. Yeah, it, very dumb. So that was the honorable mentions that I had. Ryan, you got uh, any honorable mentions? Yeah, I got a few. Um, so this one's kind of died down recently, but, um, this one is, uh, the next LeBron James, like, (laughs) like every NBA draft, like, oh, Ben Simmons is the next LeBron James. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons can't shoot. Like, oh, Anthony Bennett describes LeBron James. Zion. Zion is LeBron James. These guys, they're not going to be good. Nobody is LeBron James. They're not going to be as good as LeBron James. LeBron is still, like, the, one of the best players in the NBA, and it's year 17, guys. I mean, is anybody going to be as good as LeBron James? Like, people are – like no, he's just wait. Hard, just wait. Hard next year, next year there's going to be a, the next LeBron James. Just wait. Next year. 
this um, <laughs> happens. Like, can we stop with the player comp to one of like arguably the greatest players of all time? Like, seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's not gonna stop uh, as long as sports centers all I think player comps. I think player comps in general are a pet peeve. Like, if you watch MLB Tonight, they always like talk about young players, and they're like, "This guy reminds me of a young uh, Jeff Bagwell." Like, look at the swings. Like, uh, really? Like he. <laughs> He hasn't played a game in Major League Baseball, and you're comping him to fucking Jeff Bagwell? Like, really? Because his swing is similar? <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, yeah. BJ, BJ says Oh, that. God. BJ. <laughs> Hero. Kesson Hero is the Mike Kesson Trout. Kesson Hero is the Mike. Is the... God. <laughs> he said Mike Trout. Kesson Hero is the next Mike. Or like... He's got the same swing as Mike Trout. He's got Trout. the same swing as Mike Trout. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, it's just not, not again. Not knocking on BJ. It's always funny, like how we comp guys. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my second one is uh, NBA refs awarding flopping in like playoff games. I yeah. know this kind of bothered me with the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, I just saw Lowry flop a lot, and he gets rewarded for it. It's weird. And Marcus Smart too. Um, Marcus Smart's the oh, Marcus Smart flopping. Pissed yeah. me off, dude. Put him right up there with Draymond Green. Because, like, dude, he thinks he like Marcus Smart is heralded as like one of the toughest. Like, oh, I'm so tough, whatever, blah 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 blah. And then he flops around like a fish. Like that one, there was like one um video th- two years ago. <laughs> like he did a WWE type freaking. Like he jumped yeah. back and like yeah. slammed his back on the ground, but then all of a sudden the next second he's like, Mister Tough Guy, I want to pick a fight with you. Like, dude, can yeah. we stop with the charades? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Luke Luke being a wrestling guy, and I, I know he's already said that he can't watch the NBA, but, like, the people talking about toughness in the NBA, it's, like, to any wrestling guy, I feel bad, like, talking about it or any basketball because it's just, like, dude, it's an absolute joke compared to uh, what Luke and other wrestlers have dealt with. That's uh, it's, I mean, just, it's just, like, it's hard to – obviously, any guy that's, like, plays basketball in the NBA has never wrestled, you know? So, like yeah. – you can't get across, like, or even, like, UFC or whatever. But yeah. it's just, like, dude, this guy's getting his head bashed in. And then yeah. he's he, like, comes back and wins. And then this guy gets touched on the arm. And he goes flying across the court. And yep. is like, like, dude. Yeah. It just, it was never, the game was never that way. And now yep. it's just become that. And it's so yep. difficult to watch. Same with, like, freaking soccer. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. And, and and NHL guys will get all and like they have a they have a gripe to be to be sure that it's just soccer and uh, NBA especially gets the flopping and the acting yeah. and the dramas. But the only reason they someone do out of a hand. It it works. I mean, it's yeah, not. It's rewarded. Not, yeah. It works, man. Gets rewarded. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Reynold. Keep going. Oh, yeah, and you can totally tell when it's a flop just watching me plays. Yep. Um, my second last one is um, in the NBA, they can't replay, like, shot clock violations or goaltending. Yeah. Um, or if a ball's in the cylinder, they can't replay that. Yeah, the Bucks, in. the Bucks the are screwed. Now. Al Horford. Yeah. Al Horford. Are, yeah. Um, and then my last one is MLB pitchers coming set more than once. Yeah, or balking, is- or balking, relievers balking every time. Yep. Dude, they K-Rod, come set once, and then K-Rod they just did, keep doing this. They keep coming K- set like this. Like, yeah. 
K-Rod told me that Jason's cape set three freaking times. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then you get people watching that and thinking they can do that. I don't know. It's... One more that you guys said that reminded me of another one that I didn't put on here was uh, if you watch games in other countries like the World Baseball Classic or soccer when they have horns going off in the arena. <sighs> <laughs> Can we can we just not allow the horns in? <laughs> it's on. Unwa- you can't watch it. Watch the World Cup. The World like, Cup is they got, unable to watch the World Cup. They got unwa- like beach balls getting batted around the stands. <laughs> right in front. Can we not have horns? Can we just can we just take horns away from people? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> The guy's freaking up the bat, dude. Are we serious? The whole game for three hours? <laughs> Can we go take the horn away from the guy? It's the same guy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, that's good. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> all right, boys. We're getting kind of long-winded here. So uh, yeah. final thoughts. We'll keep them short. Uh, the, only, the only thing that I want to say is just uh, shout out to any uh, senior that had their season cut short. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't really have much more to say than that. I know I know the WIA is saying that, and E can elaborate a little bit more. Uh, but I know the WIA is saying like that players have 30 contact days now, it for spring sports in the summer at some point, and it just seems like kind of a slap in the face to me because it's just like the the 30 contact days have to include seniors, and they're talking about like July for this to happen. Um, if I was a senior and was playing baseball or something obviously i'd be devastated but i think at this point i'm probably like accepting reality and just saying all right like i'm never going to play another high school baseball game and i i don't what's the point of me coming back for 30 days in july when there's no state tournament and there's nothing to play for and i have another i like i'm never going to play high school high school baseball again it doesn't help it's just it's just i feel bad for uh the seniors and you know whatever oh god yeah i mean i just in exchanging some words with coaches, like I can't even imagine being a senior. I guess any any spring sport, any spring sport athlete, right. uh, but especially seniors, like uh, you, you are looking forward to this. Maybe your whole senior year, and it's just ripped away from you. Nothing you can do about it. But yeah, I, the whole thirty day thing. I think I don't know if that's thrown thrown out as a formality or what but uh it's just it just seems like wi's attempt to like save face which it, you didn't do anything wrong like it's yeah right it's not, that's it's yeah. no one's pissed at the wia i mean you, you got to do what you got to do but like yep. don't try and like cover it up by adding something yeah. that doesn't make any sense like if you did yeah. a, if you did a 30-day period in the summer where coaches could work with underclassmen like okay that makes sense like hey you have 30 days where you can work with guys if you want to. You don't have to do it, but, like, you can work with underclassmen to get a little yeah. uh, time in. But, like, to have to include seniors just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, these guys, what do they have to play? Yeah. Like, why would why would they want yeah. to come back? I would think that most seniors that given the option uh, would probably just say, yeah, I won't be there anyway. Like, especially if it's during, during the summer, they're going to be like, well, I have a job or I have to get ready I've for on. college. I'm, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's, I I guess I can't speak for them because I don't know. I I don't know how I would act in that situation. I have no clue. Um, Yeah, that's horrible. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Absolutely horrible. Um, Yeah, I I guess to play off your point, this whole thing has, I think now 
I may speak for all of us that we will never take another sporting event for granted, uh, <laughs> like any gathering of any sort. Like we're gonna enjoy it no matter what it is. So I'm looking forward to the first the first sporting event that we can either watch or attend or take part in, um, oh. whenever that may be. Looking like possibly June or July. So yeah, given yeah, it's like one of the, given it's like one of the major four sports, I will probably just feel obligated to place a wager on that and just like watch it yeah right just bet to bet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know Brown, any closing thoughts no i'm good yeah i, I don't, I don't we, uh we we're gonna get that dub or what's your what's your plan here yeah i'm dialed i'll, I'll dial tonight all right yeah i'm probably gonna dial up here so i'm gonna take right. my trash out Head to the pines. Yeah, head to the pines. Good talk. <laughs> this is a good episode. We're gonna have to think of some more topics to get us through. So yeah. All right. Good yeah, talk, thank boys. You guys. I gotta go. Appreciate it. Give us thank a follow, us. and uh, it was fun, boys. Peace out, Hacker Nation. Bye bye. Hi, hello, and welcome back to the 1983 National Football League draft. And with the first round pick, John Elway, Jim Kelly. Welcome back to the draft. And with the first round pick, Dan Marino and Rudolph. NFL draft. And with the first round pick, Deion Sanders. I was kind of scared. I thought the show was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. Welcome back to the NFL draft. Good young players with the draft all about. Here in and you're out. Welcome back to the draft. Mark receivers, running back, tackle, quarterback. Every year in the draft, there has been a trade. Ricky Williams. John Dolphin. On a Saturday. Welcome back to the draft. Defensive line. Wide receiver. Running back. Tackle. Quarterback. So I'll get into that. No more sales. Welcome back to the NFL Draft. And with the first round pick, Eric Dickerson. Reggie Bush, welcome back to the draft. And with the round time pick, Keyshawn Johnson. Well, be ready. And with the first round pick, Randy Moss. I'm a pig now, I'm a Viking now. And with the first round pick, what do they take, Mel? Who in the hell is Mel Kiper? Forget it. Who in the hell is Mel Kiper? Forget it. What do they take, Mel? My neighbor has more credentials. The Mel Kiper and my neighbor's a postman. Play this back. Play with my ratings. Back with my face if you want. Well, we've looked at film and then we've looked at film and then we've looked at film. We do have a lot of film. We've looked at film and then we've looked at film and then we've looked at film. As you can see, and I've looked at a lot of film. Find me a bus. Demarcus Russell. Find me a bus. Tim Couch. Find me a bus. Tony Mandarich. Bus. Achilles Smith. Press, press, press. Whack, whack, whack. He'll develop into the next all-pro player. He's physically tough, mentally tough, the kind of kid that you can trust. The Colts put their faith in me. San Diego Chargers put their faith in me. Ryan Lee. Hello? It's just the physical emotion of discomfort for the guy. This is human drama now. Welcome back to the NFL Draft. And with the first round pick, Mark Sanchez. Mario Williams, NFL Draft. And with the first round pick, Atlanta has selected Red Favor. Red Favre. Red, Red Favor. Red, Red, Red Favre. So Atlanta gets a favor by selecting Red Favre. Welcome back to the draft. Good young players with the draft all about. Here in and you're out. Welcome back to the draft. Wide receivers, running back, tackle, quarterback. Primetime. Primetime. Every year in the draft. Defensive lineman. Wide receivers, running back, tackle, quarterback. So I'll get into that.
Welcome back to the NFL Draft. And with the first round pick, Sam Bradford. Eli Manning. Welcome back to the Draft. And with the first round pick, Donovan McNabb. Welcome back to the Draft. And with the first round pick, Michael Vick. Philip Rivers. Welcome back to the Draft. And with the first round pick, Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back to the NFL Draft. I never say anything like this.